BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Done. Sweet. So before we get up, though, do you want to do the intro to the show? I got the ads already pre-recorded, but you want to do the what up, Gypsy Gang? What, just the what up, Gypsy Gang? No, you just you introduce the show. You know how I do at the start? You do it. Oof. Well, this is a big one. No pressure, bro. Do I just go whenever? Done. Go. Can we oh, Can we get like some sound effects coming in? Was that too much? No. No, it was just me. Just go, what's up, Gypsy Gang? Yeah. It's... Uh, not Jace, <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> what up, Gypsy Gang? We're back again. Um, nah, fuck. I want to do better than that. <laughs> uh, I always think about this because when I do my podcast, like at the start of it, I was just like, "What's happening?" I, I don't even know what I say now. I don't I was, even know where the "What's Up, Gypsy Gang" thing come from. Uh, and it wasn't until Guy Streeter's kid, yeah, come up to me one day. I went to their house. It was like a couple of years ago. And he's like, "What's up, Gypsy Gang?" It's like this little kid, and I was like. Fuck, I do say that every single yeah. time. I don't even know where that comes from. Can I, yeah. We're old, so you just do what you want. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking to like take the this. take the piss, eh? Hey? Like, nah, just do whatever. I don't care. It's your show. What up, Gypsy Gang? On this episode of Jiu Jitsu Weekly, we go in depth in with the Gypsy <laughs> about everything Jiu Jitsu. We'll touch on a bit of motorbike action and possibly even mountain bikes. But yeah, talk shit on a billionaire. We'll talk shit on a billionaire, and I don't know what else we did. What else did we touch on? Um, what else do we talk about? Uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl That's gets thrown the end, in though. there. That's at the end. Um, Tasmania got thrown in a couple of times. Yeah, you're the- weird buying a suit in Amsterdam. Having a new suit on me. <laughs> Dean's wearing a suit. Uh, yeah, so what, what's up, Gypsy Gang? Dean just did a shocking uh, job of this intro, but put him on the spot, so that's to be expected. Um, sitting across from me right now is Dean Lucas. We just wrapped up doing three hours. Uh, he's, he drove to, he flew to Brizzy to buy a car and slept in a swag at my house last night. So we thought, fuck it, we'll do a weird podcast. I'm wearing a leopard print shirt. He's wearing a suit with no pants on. And uh, this was a really good podcast. Uh, we we did have fun. We talked about some mountain biking. We talked about, yeah, like I said, Chernobyl. Talked about heaps of just random shit. I enjoyed it. I love it when Dean's in studio. It's pretty standard for us, isn't it? Yeah. Just random stuff. Yeah, Dean has got to the point where he's the kind of guest that can come in and talk about nothing. I appreciate that about him. Uh, there's only a few people in uh, on our guest list that can do that. Dean is now one of those people. Um, but before we get into that, message from our sponsors love y'all bum, bum, bum. that's it <laughs> <laughs> how no, many I don't have to do any work but before we get in to the podcast a quick message from our awesome sponsors uh and the first one off the ranks is the legends at manscapes and ho 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 gentlemen the holidays have came early here at manscaped the leading men's hygiene brand manscaped just launched new products including their all new ultra premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner i need some Uh, it's time to give yourself or being the holiday season someone else who needs it the gift 
of beautiful skin, hair, and of course, in trademark Manscaped fashion, balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use the code GYPSYGANG for 20% off. It is time to leave your significant other some milk and cookies at the bottom of your chimney, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm talking about the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. We've all been there. We've all nicked our nuts. We don't need to go there anymore. We've got Manscaped. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts now this is to reduce the chances of cuts on your nuts gentlemen if you're a hack job out there well you're just going to be in trouble across the board but since i've started using manscaped fortunately i've walked away from every one of my shaves unscathed the uh, manscaped performance package 4.0 also includes the crop preserver uh, the crop reviver and the anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer and toner it's time to keep your north pole feeling and smelling fresh if you're interested in just a real overall hygiene and care pack uh, for down there for the nether rod uh, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with code gypsygang at manscaped.com every guy out there needs to add manscaped to their wish list this holiday season I can't believe it's holiday ads uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at boost mobile boost.com.au uh, they are giving away an epic boosted summer pack which you can enter now at boost.com.au um, this prize pack is insane uh, they've got a uh, trek mountain bike there's an oakley pack there is a sharp eye surfboard dot electric skateboard a boost uh, refurbished iphone 11 and a year's worth of data um which is their $300 SIM plan. So head to boost.com.au, get yourself in the draw over there. Um, the only bad thing about that Boost prize pack is the fact that I can't win it. So get in there, boost.com.au, have a browse around if you need a new phone. Uh, their uh, refurb phones are insane. That's what I run. Um, and all I use is Boost. Um, I've got two Boost phones, actually. I've got uh, just because we smashed through that much data here. So boost.com.au, get in and win that boosted summer pack. We're also brought to you by the guys at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au. Aaron Gwynn was a bit of a moto lord before uh, he was lighting the World Cup downhill stage on fire. So uh, Aaron's no stranger to the moto scene. We get into that in the podcast. If you are like me uh, and you're just a bit of a tinkerer with your bike or you're also like me and you like new gear and you like looking good and feeling good on the track, uh, you can head to mxstore.com.au. AU. Uh, these guys will have you covered. Largest range of dirt bike parts and accessories in Australia. Um, we're also brought to you by the guys at Crush Oz. You can head to crushoz.com. And today the guys are introducing a brand new product, the K1 and the K2 dedicated bike hair brushes. The K1 is a large head soft bristle brush ideal for cleaning all bike surfaces and the K2 is a cheeky dual headed brush for hard to reach suspension linkages, wheel rims and everywhere in between. These brushes are now available from your local Crush dealer or uh, Crush Oz 
crushoz.com. Uh, if you go on the website, you've never used Crush Oz products before, I use them both on mountain bike, on my motorcycles, also my car. Um, a brilliant place to start. They have literally everything that you need for cleaning any one of your uh, bicycles or motorcycles. But a brilliant place to start uh, to get to know the range of products is their bike care bucket. That would be my personal recommendation. Uh, I'm going to jump on and get a couple of these brushes as well. Uh, I'm with Stank Dog, clean bike. That's the move. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys, as always, at Fist Handware. You can head to fisthandware.com. Uh, also, drytimes.com uh, as well. The code Gypsy Gang is going to get you 15% off at both of those. And that same code is going to get you 15% off at rivalinkdesignco.com uh, for the best graphics and jersey prints in the game. Peep my jersey print uh, that I posted just the other day. And uh, also the guys at Cricks Tweed. You can head to crickstweed.com.au if you're in the market for a new or used car. From the gang but that feeling oh Jesus <laughs> that feeling Ronan I'm in your ear how does it feel do your work Ronan don't get distracted by the sounds have you seen that like vine it's like someone cooking spaghetti and then this guy comes up behind it's like his mum he comes up behind he's like you know what that sounds like good pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck uh, I mean, do you think we're good or we're good? Nah, good you know what's funny like I love vines but like I don't like tiktok well I don't watch I've, like, I feel like vines were like tiktok th- makes me feel weird because I get horny over a bunch of 16 year olds and then you get like a random like thing thrown at you that you shouldn't see I don't even do that's have, all tiktok do you is, have tiktok uh no yeah I don't either <laughs> so I've actually this is Dean Lucas is joining us on the podcast to talk about nothing in particular nothing in particular like always yeah just a couple mates hanging out yeah. we've been talking for the last day but we'll see if we can fill a couple of hours here for you I do like it how we'll be talking about something and we'll stop and be like oh it's too good yeah, like this like, we should just wait. <laughs> we'll save it. I was thinking next time, just I'll just let you know when I'm coming into town and you just have the studio set up and I'll just, and like, just, walk, just in. R- walk straight in. That's how it needs to happen. But uh, no, I actually, I haven't spoken about this, but for the last month, I've actually deleted all my social media yeah. off my phone. And then I've got this phone here is the work phone that stays at the work. Gy- the gypsy phone. Yeah. Ronan's now got the uh, Instagram login, so... I'm he pre- can post, but he hasn't yet. I'm pretty sure everyone that calls 1-800-GYPSY goes straight to that phone. Yeah, that's the one. We have a, we have a, we have a hotline. Yeah. <laughs> Call him whenever you like. <laughs> but I will say, so yeah, how it works now is all my... I still look at Instagram and shit, but it's just on that phone. Yeah. And then when I... This phone, like my phone, just no nothing on there. The only thing I got on there is like the news app. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. And like the YouTube studio. And I bet you feel better. Dude, actually like... <laughs> insane yeah. amounts better because like the, so the first day that I did it I just I got, got everything off I left work went home and then I went to the gym the scary thing is so like you know you've got I got like my message thing down here yeah. and then you got like you can click into like that's the social where all like the you know Instagram whatever is yeah. every single time uh, and um, it's embarrassing to admit, but this is a reality situation. And yep. I feel like most people are probably the same. Every single time I like answered a text, an email, a call, I would miraculously end up in Instagram. Yeah. Every fucking time. And I know this because as soon as I deleted it, I would like 
do my text and then I'd click in and it's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Didn't even really mean to go into that. Yeah. It was just like a a force of habit, man. Like a really, really bad habit. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm done with this. A good thing I got told to do is if you just delete it and then if you need it, just use Safari. Because then like Mm. just that little bit of like resistance to like go onto Safari, open it Mm -hmm. up, type it in. You're just like, oh, I don't really need to look at it. And then you still got it. But also what they do, what Instagram does to make it harder is like it's harder to send photos Mm. through that version if you go on Safari. So it's like these little yeah, things. Yeah, you that, have to use the app. Yeah, you got to use the app. Days. Yeah, they force you into using the app because then it's like then you're on it more and then they get what they want. They get more people, more views, more everything. Yeah. But like you say, as soon as you like, I would, yeah, you go on your phone to reply to someone and then like 15 minutes has gone by and you're like, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. It, just, it just like, it just clears the slate. Hey, like it just wipes whatever you were thinking, whatever you were doing and just like, where like yeah what's happening yeah there was just so many times that i was like just ended up in the scroll hole yeah just like fully inadvertently replied to a text replied to an email mm. and then i was just like oh fuck and you I can't think be, i just need you can't be productive mm. like i noticed when i moved into my um my place in bright mm. it was in like a like a black spot where it had no signal no nothing um, so I didn't have any internet and I didn't have Wi-Fi at the time. I didn't have phone signal. And it was honestly probably the best thing that could have happened because I was moving in and I was doing a heap of renos and stuff. Mm. And dude, you just get shit done. Like if you don't, because I'd wake up most mornings, check my phone, look at stuff. And then you kind of get out of bed and then you'd be, and it just would always come back to that every, like just say every half an hour or something, you might get a message or something. Mm. And just because I didn't have that, as soon as I would get to that like board stage where you'd be like, look at your phone I'd just be like I'm just going to do something else and dude I like moved my entire house like into my entire house in probably like three days started doing reno started straight away yeah because you just had time I said time and it's like that's the thing it's like you see pro- really productive people they just cut out that wasteful they just manage their time so much better mm. and like you think about you look at your phone and sometimes you might think oh it'll be a two second thing and then yeah 20 minutes has gone by and then you've not only like lost those 20 minutes but then you've got to get back into whatever you're doing yeah and I think that takes another like 10-15 minutes to get your head back into what you're doing and then work it out big time man oh it's a yeah it's just a spiral it's funny how it's like i always shit can social media but then like i use it for a job as well so it's like that two-edged sword of like how much to use it well it's just like a it's just got to be a tool and that's the way that i have now thought of it and i've got it um the thing that i do the most on instagram is reply to messages Mm. that's my that's the big thing like i don't really scroll i don't look at stories that much like you can accidentally go there yeah you know like you can kind of get caught up going there yeah. but for the most part it's just messages yeah. and i've got um the message thing on like my i've got like a work browser yeah it's like this thing called biscuit so like all the tabs that i use so it's like got youtube studio itunes paypal fucking shopify like everything yeah. that i use is on one internet browser already logged in so i've got instagram on there and then i just do my my replies through there because you can't scroll like like you said on the on the actual um browser it's pretty limited but the messages work good yeah so i was like fuck all i do messages and sweet dude i've been so tempted just to unfollow everyone on my thing and not for like a like a like a cocky move or anything but like then you just can't scroll you can't get stuck in it and it's like more of a personal thing for me to be like it's like you know we're talking about like if you've got certain things it's like it's so hard to like resist to use them mm. so it's like if you just wipe the slate of everyone on there it's like well then i'll go on i'll just post what i need to post keep people happy reply to messaging and then that's it and then it's like you, you can't scroll then but also it is nice to see now and again it's like sometimes it's good to see what people are doing and whatnot mm. even like when i flew into brisbane 
it's like he can use it as a tool so i put up a photo flying into brisbane and then suddenly that heap of people that lived around here were just like oh you're in town mm. let's catch up so then it's yeah. like it's just like you literally like th- throw something out there and see what you get back so it's like super handy for that kind of stuff but it's like I there's think, just like just dis- the discipline around it yeah. is so hard because like you're fighting against like your willpower is fighting against the best engineers yeah. and the best yeah. you know the best tech people in the world yeah. are trying to addict you to that phone yeah and they're trying to keep you on that platform yeah and it's like i mean yeah it's a bit of a contradiction because like, i'm making content for that platform yeah but yeah it's a just a weird th- it's a weird world so i'm trying to just build some discipline ar- yeah. around it you know i think it's like we say like if you can educate people to know how to use it like that's the thing because it's like it's good and it's also bad but that's like most things out there so it's like it's same with food it's like you can enjoy food doesn't mean you have to overindulge in it and get fat and mm. that's the same with social media i think like people just overindulge in it but don't see it having the same effect as food because if you eat too much food you get fat it's real obvious mm. if you use too much social media it's kind of that hidden issue where it's like you're probably more anxious or like you're more depressed or you like yeah like you you but you can't really see that mm. and a lot of people try and hide it as well and then they get stuck more into the phone which then it's like that snowball effect in the wrong direction yeah but it can like dude, i got home um back to australia because of social media like i posted a thing on my story oh yeah how so, crazy was that you yeah. fucking got a jet home. yeah i got a pj home. pjs bro <laughs> i didn't even like because speaking oh, of that have you got photos of that on your instagram yeah yeah i got a photo oh, go on there Ryan. we'll go, we'll go find it so i was um so this is after so i've been i was away for like four four months at this point like yeah. obviously in um in europe and america and i um i booked a f- well my t- my team booked me a flight home um straight after the snowshoe world cup yeah anyway while we're at snowshoe down down there it is Fucking look <laughs> at him go on the pj oh how good i just got my pillow as well <laughs> byo pillow leopard hair Ugh. it was so funny because um yeah, I was in America, booked my, um, I had my flight booked. Anyway, during uh, Snowshoe, all the Australians just kept losing flights. Like everyone, like Troy Brosnan, like all the Hannahs, everyone's like, yeah, my flight's cancelled, my flight's cancelled, my flight's cancelled. Anyway, mine hadn't been cancelled and I was kind of like, maybe I'm the lucky one, but it's like that kind of like too good to be true kind of scenario. Yeah. So spend the, um, spend the night in Washington after the race. Yeah. Um, Spend the night in Washington. My team went home because they all flew out to France. So they went home the day before. Yeah. And uh, so um, this is after my crash as well. So I, I'm like, my shoulder's a bit messed up. I'm pretty sore. I've got like a bike bag, a bike box. A pillow. A pillow, all my gear. <laughs> anyway, get to the airport the next day. Go up to the like the counter and the lady's like, yep, like this is my flight. Here's my information. And she's like, oh, that's weird. It's not coming up. And I was like, oh, oh here no, go. here we go. So she's like, I was like, is it cancelled? And she's like, no, it doesn't look like it's cancelled. And I was like, okay, sweet. Anyway, she keeps looking, keeps looking. And I'm like, no, this is this is not looking good. So then eventually she's like, the flight hasn't been cancelled, but it just hasn't been running. And it's what they call ghost flights. So if an airline cancels... Sounds hard to catch. Very hard to catch. So <laughs> if if a airline cancels a route from... Because I was supposed to go Washington, LA, LA, Fiji, Fiji, Sydney... And if they cancel a route, they can't actually keep running it. Another airline can take it. So they don't cancel it. They just, you can book a flight. The flight looks like it's running, but it hadn't run for like two and a half months. So it's like, I got there and they're just like, sorry, there's no flight, even though we've paid for it and everything. So I was like, sweet, what do I do? Kind of like stuck in the middle of, stuck in Washington airport. 
so luckily I've got it's pretty crazy like I've got friends all around the world and it's like I feel like it's very rare that you can just message someone in like California and be like hey can I come crash at yours so message a friend Caroline Herrick which is Andrew Herrick's daughter who I met when I was on Intense and I was like can you pick me up from LA like I'm a bit stuck at the moment and she's like yeah no worries I've got a house we can crash at sweet so I flew to LA got there um she, she picked me up and then we're just like cruising to Laguna Beach to say it like her um, like stepmom's house and it's just funny because I was like literally just stuck one second and now I'm like in this BMW cruising like yeah, down yeah. down the freeway to go to Laguna Beach and I was just like life is a roller coaster hey so I'm there for a couple of days just hanging out and the whole time I'm like do I try and get a flight home do I try and stay like what's what's the move here and I was like I was pretty ready to go home like my girlfriend um, was back home and I was like it's been a long time since I've seen her so I was like I'm ready to go um, anyway, I started looking like maybe going to the embassy, applying. I started looking on Facebook, stuff like that. And then getting back to the social media thing, I put up a status saying, hey, I'm stuck in America. Can anyone help pretty much? Anyway, a day later, a lady from Wollongong got onto me and she's like, hey, I'm a travel agent. Um, this might seem a bit sus, but um, I can help you get home. You just have to fly to um, from LA to New Zealand and then you get a private jet from New Zealand to Australia and I was like this sounds a bit like a bit scammy because it's yeah, just like yeah. it's just like it seemed like too good to be true yeah and she's like um the fr- flight from LA to New Zealand's standard price and then the private jet's gonna be a bit more on top of that and then I was like what does the private jet look like and she sent me a photo of it I was like oh <laughs> like I was like it's kind of real tempted anyway I got onto my team and um Scott were luck- like lucky enough they're like we won't pay for all of it but we'll pay for half um, and the fact I've been in Europe all year, like I haven't got, normally I have like one or two back and forth. So I'd like yeah. realistically travel budget was like still not too bad. So they're like, yep, go ahead. You can do it. Um, you just got to pay the other half. And I'm like, I'll pay that to go on a private jet. Like kind of like once in a lifetime kind of shit. So then book it all. And, um, yeah, like got to, um, got to Sydney, I know got to Auckland, sorry. And it's just me and a few other people like waiting, waiting around. And it's still like, it's really sus because you're not even supposed to fly into New Zealand. Like that was like off limits altogether. Mm, so that's even, what I thought. Yeah, to even fly in there was a bit like, is this okay kind of thing. Anyway, we fly in land and then we just get kind of put in this random waiting area. And then come pick us up. We're driving around. We're like, what's this plane going to look like? We're going to go like rock up at a Cessna or something. Is this like real dodgy? Anyway, we rock up. There's obviously the private jet and everyone's like so nice and like real outgoing. Um, get on the plane it was just like a bit of a trip and I'm like sitting there and the guy next to me super friendly guy and I'm like chatting to him for a little bit and he's like yeah just I mean like sports like marketing stuff like that I'm like yeah keep chatting keep chatting and I was like what exactly do you do like to be on a private like I'm like this is very rare for me but like he, he seemed like he'd probably done it a few times yeah and I asked him what he did and he's like you know the sea eagles yeah he owned the sea eagles so he was like he flies in between like New York and um in Sydney what a G anyway Scott I can't remember his last name but it was Scott someone and he owned the sea eagles and he was just like the biggest legend hey so we were just on there and anyway it was quite weird to get off a private jet and then hop on a bus to hotel quarantine. <laughs> it went from like this high to like a low super quick, but it was like, I reckon we've got to be one of the first people to hop off a private jet onto like a normal school a, bus. Just a shit old bus. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a super cool experience. Like even the captain would like get up, chat with us. He's like, yeah, come into the yeah. cockpit, hang out. They were like super friendly, but yeah, cool, cool experience for sure. But it was just one of those things where you're just like, what is life going to throw at you? How and, much did it end up costing so to get i think it was all up like from sid from la and then auckland and then auckland to sydney i think it was 13 grand mm. all up so like i think the first flight was like 
probably like maybe two grand. So there's the private jet from like Auckland. It was a bit over 10, I'd say. So it's pretty expensive. It's a lot of cash. Yeah. But I was just like, if I can just pay for half of that, I'm happy, which yeah. they did. So thank you to Scott for like looking out for me because I was looking like, do I just stay in America and just hang out for a while? But like, you know, when you're not present, you're not in that moment and you're just like, I was injured. So I was like, it was hard to endure shit anyway. And then it's like, I've been away for so yeah, long. At some point you just want to go home. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll pay that. Cause then it was coming back that like, they didn't know when, like, cause it's so up in the air when we were going to open up. Like now it looks pretty solid that we're well, open up. Can you Google, like didn't, isn't today, like quarantine's done today. I think the first. Was it? I think first of November they said there were like no more hotel quarantine. I just saw today though. Um, I was like looking at some stuff in the news app. That's been the one good thing about deleting social media. The only thing that I've got is on news. my phone, I got the news app and I subscribe to like Washington Post and New yeah. York Times and stuff because I've just stopped like reading the news or whatever. Oh, dude, it's um, so like I remember being away and I would see stuff in Australia and it'd make me so like. It, I, yeah, was I, more, about I was more angry being away yeah. because like I was living this completely normal, normal life. life and then I was like seeing all my friends and family and stuff go through this shit and it honestly it annoyed me so much more than when I was like when I was in lockdown and deep in it it's like you're kind of like you're on the ride and you're like oh. and you're with everyone else and it's like oh well we're yeah we're in it together. together but then when I was away and I was like this is fucking stupid oh dude when it's like I was in um Amsterdam and I think there was like 10,000 10, cases a day and I called my girlfriend and she's like oh it's pretty scary back home we've had like 500 cases and I'm like I'm literally living a completely normal life and there's like 10,000 a day and I get like they were more vaccinated so they could kind of open up more but it was just this crazy like fear factor that was like yeah. in Australia like my girlfriend was worried when she was calling me because of that number and I'm just like it's fine yeah yeah I'm just like I just, I just to, to go from that to this the the whole uh what's it called like the dunbar number or whatever where it's like 150 people is like basically all that we can kind of like keep in our brain yeah it, and so it's like that that's kind of one of the weird things when you're dealing with like a pandemic and all this shit is that it's like we can't really comprehend what 10,000 people looks like yeah you know or, or when you've got a population of like yeah 300 million or 22 million but then yeah. you've got like a thousand cases it's like you can't look at a thousand in yeah. 22 million yeah. you know so it's like we think we think we can comprehend the numbers but in reality like I just don't think we're good enough yeah. to or we have like enough computing power in our brain to yeah. think to actually know what that looks like because it's like if you laid out 20 22 million fucking pieces of checkers white checkers and they're like population without corona and then you fucking have black checkers as population with corona probably couldn't even see the black checkers yeah yeah, you know but in our heads we can relate to a thousand then the same way we can relate to 20 million like oh yeah it's sweet yeah i get it yeah it's like well you sort of you, you can't even see um the actual i guess like the i feel like it's so much how it's presented to you as yeah. well it's like you can have like like you can tell someone the same thing two different ways or present it two different ways to get completely different reactions. Oh, Delta Plus. That's the new one. I'm not even joking. You really? Go to, just go to YouTube, Brains, because um, there's the little news thing that comes up in my YouTube. That's what I mean. It's like, I guess it's the whole idea. Let's see if this go. just slide down. It's almost like that whole thing of like marketing fear. Yeah. Because fear, like fear can equal control. So it's like so, if, you, if you can market it a different way. Can you scroll across that? Or click into... Yeah, go click that down thing there. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, there you go. COVID-19 variant Delta Plus detected. 
It sounds like an upgrade on a plane. It's fucking retarded. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Not a high concern yet. Fuck yeah. Oh, okay. That's a trap house, homie. <laughs> Tell me about Delta Plus. What do I got to worry about? can't wait till I never hear the word case again know, eh? besides briefcase that's all I want to hear I wonder fast forward it runs yeah here you go delta plus what where's the plus what's the plus don't know but of course it has because oh, yeah, it, it, it was funny as well because like you know when um, like the new strain of delta came out and it was actually less deadly but more contagious but then they're just like, I, I saw a heap of stuff saying that it's like, you're more likely to get it, but you're less likely to get a, like a really negative effect from it. Yeah. But it's like, they just focus on the more contagious part. It's like, yeah. you just, whatever way you want to spin it to make it seem worse than it is. It's just like a, it's just a brand name. Yeah. It's just that it's a brand. Yeah, you know, exactly. They're, they're just marketing a brand to us. Like, yeah. I fucking cannot wait until it's done. Yeah. Like, I'm just fully, even, fully over oh, it. Man, even now, like, just getting on it, like I said, getting on a plane and flying up here, it's like you get this new appreciation for like, oh, like it's, it's, and I really hope a lot of people get that once it is yeah. like back to semi-normal. It's like what we lost and now you get it back. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds kind of weird to compare it to something like a war because it, but in it the sort of is. In the, in the sense that it's like we all went through it together, like on yeah. a global scale and like, yeah, people have got affected differently and like, yeah, you lost a certain level of normalness. So it's like, you can kind of relate. So in that sense, I hope after that, like you see after like war times and stuff, everyone's just like, it's just a good time in life. So I hope that mm. comes from this. It was like, we got through the struggle and now we can appreciate going to sports events and going to like having having stuff like that dude i am fucking desperate to be in a mosh pit yeah <laughs> i'm gonna take some cunts heads off in a mosh pit and i hope someone takes my head off as well oh man like just full sound wave 2010 vibes yeah like limp yeah. biscuit let's fucking go when was the last time you went to something like that ah uh, dude yeah I, I don't know i haven't been on a plane since i come back from bali in february 2020 jesus that's that's a long time for someone that's like life is pretty well based around yeah traveling yeah like i know when i stayed home for most of 2020 it was like because i get real like itchy feet and mm. i always like i've got to move i don't know why i think it's like it's a good problem to have but it's also a bit of a problem like when i got back from you're still pretty young though yeah 20, really. 26 yeah yeah like i didn't i didn't well i guess covid really stopped me yeah but I didn't want to sort of settle down until I was like 29, 30. Yeah. Not like settle down, but I used to just travel constantly. I used to want to be moving constantly, going to new places, doing new things. Like that was my whole 
jam but i think it's i think you just slowly sort of get get a bit more like you want to have some kind of like roots kind of in the thing. ground yeah yeah well where like how often would you stay in one spot before you're like okay three months yeah i'm similar i'll be like two three months and i'm yeah. just like what's happening like yeah. you just get that like a- get real antsy yeah so- and even if i think back though like right before covid i mean we did um new zealand yeah we did like the townley thing and then i went and did vietnam and then i went to bali so it's like that's three countries in fucking three months yeah so yeah i suppose like when you get when you get forced to just sit in one place but i i'm so glad i've been through the period of just being home Mm. only working like head down bum up i mean obviously like the business has done so much better but yeah i definitely i learned a lot about myself by just being in one place for a long time i think there was probably yeah there's probably some holes in my game just because i traveled so much you know like i just didn't there was just some shit that i was missing so i'm kind of glad that i have gone through it to be honest and now i can see how fucking unproductive it is to travel (laughs) like all i've done for the last two years is just being like hyper productivity mode yeah like all right how do we do this how do we do that how do we get this going how do we get that going yeah and now to leave i'm like dude i ain't fucking leaving like that all this shit won't happen this won't happen this won't happen so yeah it's it's been a just that in itself has been a trip but i can guarantee that when i do travel i'm gonna really be soaking it in in a completely different way yeah you're not gonna it's not gonna be like a work trip more or less it's gonna be like your no even if it is a work trip just no matter what i'm doing it's just like soak it in yeah be super present like don't take anything for granted because yeah you just don't fucking know and especially like I mean, the COVID thing, especially in Australia, like it wasn't that bad in terms of the numbers. Mm. There wasn't that many people dying. There wasn't, wasn't like this catastrophe, mm. but they just stopped us. Yeah. They just completely stopped us from doing anything. Yeah. And there was this crazy level of control that was implemented mm. and everyone went along with it, which, you know, what's your fucking choice? Mm. But it's like, it, I guess the scary thing that it showed me is that something doesn't even have to be that bad for them to just fully pull the pin on all the shit that you like want to do and that to me is like scary that gives you like i got the same thought from that as well it's just like well if you can do stuff go do it Mm. because i had the option in the middle of the year we had like a five week break and a big part of me was like do i come home do i do the quarantine and i was like but at the time i had a girlfriend that was in tasmania i was just like if you go four and a half months without seeing someone like is that still going to be the same when you get back so that was like my big draw card to come back anyway i made the decision um to not go because i was just like man like two weeks in a box and then how like how am i supposed to train properly mentally how Mm. like it was just like i could see coming back big negative effect on my season staying over there let's go explore the world and go see stuff i really wanted to see so i made the call not to come back and like you said it was just like well what can we go experience then so in the two weeks instead of sitting in a hotel box i went to amsterdam for like a week had the absolute time in my life just completely by myself i met up with some people there um for a little bit of it but most of the time dude i just got a city bike and just like cruised around hey like i just had the time of my life like i remember i was just like i had no plan i was like rocked up in amsterdam and i'm like i have absolutely no plan what i want to do i just got a bike and i'm just going to ride around and i'll just see stuff that i wanted to do anyway i was like riding around and um i went to a like a coffee shop anyway mm. ate some cake may or may not have done stuff anyway <laughs> kept did amsterdam things yeah did amsterdam things and i was riding along and like feeling pretty good 
anyway i go past um this like store and it was like this really nice suit shop and mm-hmm. i was like whoa i could get a suit like i was just like yeah i could definitely get a suit so i'm like looking pretty rat like not not bad but not like these were like expensive suits and i was just like i should go in here so i go in there as soon as you walk in a guy comes up there's like tailors like running like it's hectic like how like like high-end suits and stuff so i go in there and um i look like a guy comes up to me and he's like what do you want sir and i was like got my ripped jeans and like kind of like just button up shirt and looking pretty ratty i was like i think i want a suit and he's like, all right. And he's like, there. Um, I was like, what's your, what's like the price range? And he's like, oh, like six hundred to like fifteen hundred euros. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. So we like go downstairs, and um, he like gets me this suit, and I was like, I want something that like stands out. So he just goes and gets this white three piece suit, and I was like, yeah, that'll do it. So anyway, he gets his three piece suit. I tried on. I was like, that's perfect. I think it was like six hundred euros or something. And I was like, I just got a bonus from getting six at Leger. So oh, I was, yeah. so I was like, bonus can go into the suit. So anyway. <laughs> get it all tailor fitted the guy like makes me like it's real like bougie so he makes me coffee have you got a photo of it on instagram uh i don't know it's the suit i wore at world champs um i think i saw you in it i got this is dancing in it oh there you go (laughs) this is the michael jackson dance so (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) this is quarantine i was so bored i was like how can we make people fucking how can we make people happy I was pretty proud of this move. That took a while to learn. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, when I saw this, I was like, fuck, did, did he have this before quarantine or is this like a quarantine yeah. thing? so that was the one I got in um, Amsterdam. Anyway, they all tailor-fitted it. Every- that's, that's a nice suit. Oh, it was really nice. I was like, I was, yeah, I was so stoked when I got it because they got it all tailor-fitted and everything and they put it in a bag for me to, like, to leave. And I was like, man, can I just wear it now? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I just like get dressed in my suit, a three-piece three suit, get back on my bike in Amsterdam and then just keep riding around the city and just kept going to like, I'd just say like a museum or something or like a cool shop and I'd just go in and it was so nice, man, because it was like completely shut off. There's another one there with the world champs. That was like the track walk. See the middle? Fuck. Get it down, right? Down, down. Down one more. Yeah, that one. That is so sick. It's like a three-piece suit with the le- leopard. Dude, I really hope people, like... Because I just started using, like, track walk as, like... Um, yeah, th- it was cool this year, all the stuff that you were doing. I'm trying to motivate people just to kind of just be a little bit different, let your personality shine through a bit more. Because, like, like... That's so sick. Dude, I find it so... Like, is it's, that in Germany? No, that's in Slovenia. Yeah. I um I should have done it for Lego Gang, would have made more sense. But yeah, I was like, that's an Austrian thing, right? Yeah. But I think the whole thing, man, is like we're like we're paid to be looked at. Like that's my whole job yeah. is like to be looked at, and like we get to pick what character we want to be. Yeah. So I'm like, be a character worth being looked at, and mm. just like let your personality shine through. And I think a lot of it, man, because a lot of people like asking me if I planned any of this stuff, and it didn't really like I didn't have any plan to like do the hair or the suit or anything. It kind of just happened. Mm. And yeah, you just kind of doing your you thing. You just kind of do it. But it was funny when I met. Fuck, that's gangster. When I um. When I met uh, my girlfriend in Tassie, um, I started going to like like doofs and stuff with her down there, and just like the amount of people that were just like fully themselves in their own weird way, and it definitely opened me up to the idea of like I think I'm a bit different. A bit you weird. were kind of like on the way to that as well. Yeah, like the last couple of years you've been like slowly doing getting it, yeah. a bit more comfortable with that sort of shit. Yeah, so she kind of just poured gasoline on it, and it just made me like realize I'm like let's just be me completely yeah. and the reaction you get from people is so nice to be like, I'm just being myself and yeah. people really enjoy that because it's like, it is different. It's a bit weird, but I'm like, 
who wants to be normal really so it was kind of funny as well because i watched you know the michael jordan documentary yes and um the bit about dennis rodman when he kind of comes out of his shell a little bit i haven't watched it all but it's it's uh, it's probably worth watching it's worth watching yeah but the whole thing was he met madonna and madonna like kind of like opening up to the idea of and it like it's funny because i like as i started doing this i was like my girlfriend yeah, was kind of like was, it was yeah, like kind of like yeah. the madonna in that sense and because a lot of people compare it to dennis rodman as well so i can see like the similarities there as well so but it was cool man it was almost like a bit of a social experiment how people reacted to it as well so yeah. it was just like when i would do something and like some people would be real stoked and other people would kind of like yeah like judgy yeah and, yeah, yeah and i just found it really funny because i was just in the like this driver's seat of just like adding a bit more flavor and like people would come up to me like Rob Roscop came up to me and he's just like dude you like because I think he's like the kind of like full 90s and like that more punk era yeah. and stuff like that like Palmer and stuff and like yeah. just bring some of that back dude I want someone to fucking put a speaker on their handlebars or like on their frame or seat post or something and just play like fucking have you not Black seen me Sabbath have you not seen something. me do that nah but in a race run. I did at, at Cannibal did, and Fredbo oh, did you I got it dude I got um is it on there yeah yeah Fuck, where, where's that because that, that should go, be fucking go, sick if you go up Ronan there's um because it's on IGTV so if you click on that it'll make it way easier to find uh videos yeah it'll be down a bit yeah I went to Cannibal and I played um fuck that is a crazy photo <laughs> Which oh at the mountains yeah um, go down it'll be a while ago it was like end of 2019 keep going keep going keep oh, going keep going keep going keep going fuck uh, you're pretty good with your socials ah uh, keep going I think wait oh, no up 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 uh, keep going up a little bit more you just got weird after you left your first yeah, pretty much. tails see that's the, what happened see the one there with 51.3k on the left up yeah that one and it's like coming out of my cage and it's like when I leave the start gate. Yeah, go full volume. Ready? I'm just like waiting for the perfect time to turn it on. <laughs> so I'm just waiting. So I got my phone here. <laughs> Listen to the coming out of my cage and I come out of the start gate. It's too, I didn't plan it, but it's just fucking perfect. Yeah, go. <laughs> You're a fucking lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, coming out of my, my cage, cage and I'm doing just fine. Oh, oh this man. is unreal. Yeah, I just like fully strapped a Yui boom to the bottom of my down tube. You know what the best thing was, man? Fuck, and like, you can't you can't really hear it now, though. Eh? I can I can actually hear it pretty well. Yeah. But because of the GoPro and the wind, it just gets that. You hear it more in like the tighter stuff. If you skip it forwards, Ronan. Fast forward, Ronan. Fast forward it. Yeah, go to like maybe halfway or so. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, hooking. Dude, you know what the best thing was? Um, So I did that on like the Friday. And then on the Saturday, there was like maybe seven kids with speakers strapped to their bikes. That's so sick. And I was like, that when you see stuff like that, that actually like really shows the influence. Turn turn off, right? That really... um, yeah, shows the influence that you can have on people. And I like, I love doing stuff like that where it's like, it just gets people hyped and especially the kids and they're just like, dude, just strap a speaker to your bike and just like, it actually pumps me up so much when I listen to music. Like I went to Derby and they've got a track called Air You Going. Yeah. And same kind of thing, put a speaker on my, um, my top tube of my bike and just played these chilled beats and was just riding this like flow track. And I was just like, 
this like i and honestly made me like when i do stuff like that it just makes me love mountain biking like i kind of was there for a day and i was like i see the whole like mountain bike thing where you don't have to race you're just getting like a, yeah like, you know, soul you, surfer yeah yeah exactly like you always see it with like snowboarders and stuff like yeah. i don't i don't ride competitions i'm just a free rider kind of thing yeah, yeah. and i was like always like the more the racer side and i was like i kind of see it now yeah yeah, yeah. it was just yeah it was just fun man it was like really fun but i had a plan that i was going to get a small speaker strap it to my uh like my bars and it was what i was going to do was like be in the start gate put like a, a song before the song that was like 30 seconds of just nothing mm. and like hop in the start gate 30 seconds press play and then put my phone in my pocket yeah and then do my race run um do my race run with the music as soon as 30 seconds i'd open the gate and the music would start mm. because it's you're not allowed to have speakers or stuff like that on your um on your bike but you know it's um because Reese Wilson actually he he's got um, ear pods that he runs sometimes. Oh yeah. And like when he rides and he's like oh and races and and he like he loves it. And I really I don't have ear pods but I think I'm going to try it next year because I've kind of been against it in a way because you know we talk about getting in flow state. Yeah. I think sometimes it's good not to have the music and just be in the yeah, moment. Yeah. I don't like wearing music like music when I ride. Yeah, I've I didn't mind the speaker because I was going to say the speakers probably would work because it's yeah. almost like you hear it, but you're like when I get like a super loud crowd, it's like it's all there, but it makes me focus in more. Mm. And I think people that are really good at racing, like the louder it gets, the more you focus in. I guess in like if you're really good at anything, it's like I think it enhances that flow state because it's like the noise almost cancels out mm. anything else. It's like you're not focusing on little things. It's so loud that you've like if you don't focus in, you get kind of. I guess taken what, out of yeah, it yeah yeah exactly but I've heard some people wear like earplugs and stuff so maybe it's opposite for them I wear like earplugs when I ride yeah moto so I can't hear the bike as much because mm. to me it's just more peaceful yeah because like sometimes I, when I ride I'm like this is fucking hectic yeah like, it's really really noisy it's really fucking loud my bike sounds super aggressive yeah. I just want to fucking relax and just try and do my <laughs> shit properly you know yeah but yeah. I, after, that was after Cape York I remember Dude, actually, I remember the first time I ever tried riding with earplugs in, I it was Mariba Club Day, yep. and I knocked myself out. Hectic. A, uh, like a lapper crashed in the whoops, and I hit this lapper. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I just like, I remember I was just a head case kid, but I was like, oh, it made me ride way faster, and then I had this huge crash, and then I was like, nah, I don't want to do it. And then Cape York, we did that ride, and there's just no way you could do that ride without earplugs. Yeah. Because your bike's just fucking wide open the whole time. There's just, it's so noisy. Yeah. And then you're with all the other dudes. So you're riding like kind of two wide and then there's another two yeah, in front, another two behind. So after that, I, I run the earplugs for that whole trip. And then I was like, this is me, man. It's so, funny how you crashed and then you related crashing with earplugs. Yeah. I think it's like neuro association when you have like a negative thing happen to you and then you associate that with earplugs and like yeah. obviously earplugs didn't make you crash but because of that association with it you're like no more earplugs it's funny athletes are like i know for myself like you have like routines and stuff and sometimes if they add something and then it doesn't go right mm. then you're just like okay never again even though it probably was like it was nothing nothing to, to, do, nothing with to do with that yeah. yeah but yeah we're very um like we're kids in a way like oh, fuck yeah. i always joke about well, it's like, all just a story yeah we're all just telling ourselves a story yeah you know what i mean like there's no actual relevance a lot of times to the story you know like you could say like i use the analogy all the time like you got two twin brothers you ask them to lift the exact same weights the exact same amount of times Mm. one of them associates the pain in his legs with 
growth and this is going to be great yeah. for me. I'm building my muscles. And then the other guy's like, oh, I'm going to be so fucking sore mm-hmm. tomorrow. I'm going to... And it's like literally the exact same stimulus, but the story that you tell yourself is different. Yeah. So it's like anytime, for me, anytime I feel any like resistance to shit, mm-hmm. I'm just like, just tell yourself a different story. Yeah. Just literally try and rewrite the story, even if you go with your original option. But like, where's the other story here that doesn't make you feel like this? Yeah. And you can do that with anything. Literally at any point. It's like, that's the one thing, you know, it's like the whole idea is like, if something is a negative in your life, it's like, you're the one that made it a negative. You can also make that a positive. You've just got to change the story story. and the belief of what you think that, that event or that thing is going to do. Like, so it's like, if you... Oh, yeah, like you said, it's exactly like you said with the lifting something. It's like yeah. you can tell yourself two stories, and one's going to give you a negative or a positive. But it's up to you. But pe- I think a lot of people have this idea that it's like if something is seen as being bad, that they've got to react that way. Mm. And it's like, um, yeah, yeah. Perfect example. This is a really good example because I um, remember I talked about it with the suicide thing. It's like that could be looked at as such a negative, but then the positive that's come out of it. Mm. And a recent example. So we're talking about like Jack Moyer. He in 20, 2019, he kind of got a bit screwed with a ride and what was yeah, going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it looked like he had nothing and then he had to go to Enduro to kind of like... Salvage his career. Salvage his yeah. career and keep it going. And now he's world champion. world champion. Yeah, and I was like, that could... Shout out to Jack Moyer, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but how crazy is that? Like, that could be looked at as like, I don't want to race Enduro. I'm a downhiller. Oh, they're making me race Enduro. Start telling you this story. My career is done. Exactly. Um, it's like, it's I'm washed up. I'm whatever. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, like whatever. But instead of that, you could go and look at like, oh, I could be world champion in two years. Mm. And that's what he did. But it's like, it's how you look at that and then the belief you have to, to actually chase that up. Yeah. It's crazy. Because I always tell people, I'm like, there's no such thing as bad things. It's like, there's lessons that you get that you either put a negative or positive on. And I was like, you can't, put a negative or a positive positive on it until it plays out exactly and it plays out when you die yeah and then at that point it's like well i'm dead yeah so it's like how many times in your life can you trace back a success to a negative start this podcast yeah. this podcast came out of me not being allowed back in america yeah simple yeah that's it and you'd be like oh my life's done that's everything yeah oh, okay new part i remember sitting in that fucking room like when they locked me up in the airport and i was just like I can't believe I fucked my life like this. Yeah. Like, I was so fucking bummed, dude. Yeah. And then, like, that lasted for maybe, like, 35 minutes. Yeah. And then I was, I was like, because I was carrying on like a fuckhead, they put me in, like, a cell. And, um, <laughs> and then I spent, like, 35 minutes hating my life. And then I was just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to brainstorm for the next 20 hours. Yeah. And I'm just going to think about how I'm going to make my life good again. Yeah. And then this comes out of it, yeah. you know? So it's just like, there's so many times, like even, you know, breaking my hip, that was kind of like a gnarly thing to go through. But then I put so much effort into the stretching and I, and because of that, I learned so much about mobility mm. and then I hurt my shoulder and it's like, oh, I know how to fix this. Like I just yeah. got to do the work. I got to do stretching and I'll learn about it. And then ultimately I went back to, when I started training jujitsu again, after breaking my hip but like there was a few months where it was just like it, i was in crazy pain but i could start to see the flexibility that I, that i'd got made my jiu-jitsu like 20 times better yeah so it's like i took a six months of not doing jiu-jitsu but stretching like a madman mm-hmm. and then i came back and i was probably better at jiu-jitsu than if i spent six months uninjured yeah <laughs> because i focused on this yeah. area that has this like crazy potential to actually like give gains you know yeah 
I think that's the whole thing. It's like, what did they say? God closes the door, but he opens a window. Mm. It's like you just got to look for those windows. And people, yeah. people like see the shut door and then they like mope around and go, oh, it's over. But I think, you know, you said you get better at finding those windows because yeah. it's like I, I no one ever something to me that happens that you would see as being a negative or something that goes wrong. I'm almost like, what am I going to learn from this and what can I do to use this to then mm. give me power to to actually grow, like to, to, to chase something new or do something new because it's like, yeah, it's like you've got to just kind of keep your eyes wide open, don't you? You can't yeah. go into something and be like, okay, this is it, it's over. Because I always tell people, Mike, things happen to you and you get two choices. You either can be like, can grow for it, become a better person and like learn and grow or you can get destroyed by it. And it's like you make that decision or you can just sit, sit in the middle and not do anything. But realistically, mm-hmm. over a long-term period, that's going to kind of destroy you as well. So it's like you've got two lanes you've kind of got to go to when a negative thing happens to you. And I'm like, go for the positive thing. Yeah. And, like, and they're like, actually... Because, you know, we just said, like, um, negative things or trauma or stuff, like, that's what you need to use power to then not yeah. go back to that point. It's like, that needs to give you... Because I've been reading this book and it talks about, like, pain and pleasure. Like, everything we do um, is to either gain pleasure or, or not... prevent pain. Pre- prevent pain, yeah. And it's like, I guess we talked about with the whole podcast thing, it's like, you want it to grow because you don't want to go back to that point of not having money. Yeah. So your driving factor is not to be in pain, but you're not so focused on the actual pleasure of like yeah, yeah. growing the yeah. podcast kind yeah. of thing. And it's yeah. like, it, it's funny how that works. It's like, because people are more... Yeah, the negative drives me yeah. more than the positive. Like, yeah. I don't really care for the positive. Yeah. I just don't want the negative. Yeah. Which is fucking weird to think about. It is funny how that works. So I, and I, um, I have a perfect example of that. So in 20... 17 i didn't have a very good year and at the end of the year when we we're in cans after world champs i was like asked intense i was like what's happening next? like my contract was up and they were like oh we don't know like we're not sure like didn't have the best year um so i fully understand it was like i could i could have got dropped and they actually offered my ride to someone else but they, they turned it down so then i was kind of like the second option anyway i found all this out and i was like man the dream was almost possibly could have got another team who knows how it would have gone but to me i was like the dream was almost over and when they gave me that phone call and they said hey we want to put you on for next year i like had that pain of possibly losing that ride mm-hmm. and that motivated me so much that i changed my training i changed my approach i changed everything and then i went from barely even being able to get a ride to the first race that next year was in croatia qualify second go down last get third i was just like all went from no one was looking at me to everyone mm. and that all came from the motivation of the pain of losing that ride not the not the not the want to win not the, the want, yeah, yeah yeah it was like i could have lost this so it's like that like pain is a massive motivator oh yeah Cause like for me like i get the whole like pleasure thing like if you if you obviously do well you might get a bigger salary you get like the i guess people look at you like you're a bit more famous like all that kind of stuff but that's like it's not that driving really and i think once you've done it for long enough and you've kind of tasted that it kind of gets a bit no, I don't know. It just doesn't have the same feeling to it, I get. Well, like, I mean, you listened to the little clip from Gwyn yesterday mm. where he was talking about, you know, like, the, it's almost, like, depressing to be on top for that long because mm. it's just, like, so hard to maintain, mm. you know, maintain that level. So it's, like, even when you get all the things you think you want, like, yeah. it comes with problems. Like, everything yeah. in your life comes with, like, a weight and, and essentially, like, there's two sides to everything, like oh you get all the success you've ever wanted now you've got to deal with yeah. the trappings that come with that success and now a second place is as good as getting last yeah whereas five years ago if you got a second place it was like holy 
fuck yeah. you are the man right now yeah you know and then yeah five, five years later you get second like oh fuck what, yeah, what am i man? doing i think you just lift your standards so high that then you want to keep them there mm. and i think once you fall like you lower them down like you said you can get quite disappointed in that and it's also dude it's a lonely thing being like the best at anything or yeah. like or putting the time in to become the best at anything and i think especially this year just gone i felt very like bit isolated like even at like because even i guess you'd know this as well like when you travel so much and you're always around new people like it's awesome because you have such a large i guess net of friends and people like that support and love you but it's like you're always moving mm. and you're always kind of like in it's this always new... like a fresh conversation with yeah. people too like like me and let's say me and sam like i see him most days yeah there's no fresh interaction between yeah. we're like so going through the motions it's yeah. the same as like Rones and Maddie and like all yeah. these people that I'm around that there's no yeah. like high energy yeah, yeah like hey man how are you like yeah. what dude how you been and but it's like when you travel I get that you all see the time it, you're just like getting this like constant yeah. energy from people and that that stuff like is uh contagious in a way it's I think it's like it's good and bad like it's good because you're constantly like people are always excited to see me I think because I'm always like the new face or like coming in and I do move around so much and I think because I'm doing so much as well that it's like that is a bit of excitement in itself but then like I, I talked about this last time as well it's like your solid group of people around yeah. you like your team is like something that I feel like I lack a little bit and mm. it's something that I felt like hindered me a bit this year like I love my like Scott Factory Racing team but they're also French so there's a bit of a language barrier and then just also being in France for so long like I look at it so like I train pretty much by myself just the fact that there isn't that many people around me that that can have like a, a, a job like that where they've got so much free time so like you kind of train by yourself most of the time and then you go overseas and you're in a foreign country and you're then a bit isolated through the language barrier as well so it was like this year I really felt like a bit I need like a more of a solid mm. kind of team around me and that's also a reason when I started to question because I met my girlfriend just before I went away and that was like a massive like it, it honestly like I, I hadn't met someone and felt this way in so long and then I knew there was like a time limit before I went away so it was like I met her and I was like holy shit like you have fully changed my mindset and all, the, all these things and I was like I only have this amount of time before I go away so then I also try to put a lot of effort in to make that solid enough that I could go away and then come back and it would still be a real thing so even when I was in that I was like before I went away I was like because I've, I've, I've been I've been like pretty close with girls and then I, you go away for three months four mm. months or whatever and I've been away before and I was talking to a girl and like we were pretty serious and I went away she met someone else and then it was done and then I thought if that happened again now it's like how many times do you want to go around this circle of like yeah you live a cool life yeah i get to travel yeah i get to do all these things but to have like a solid connection with someone that's mm. like lasting because i'm like I'm not super old but 26 i'm like you kind of want to meet someone eventually so that was a it played on my mind so much and it struggled when i was away because i wasn't present with what i was doing a lot of the time like mm. i would be at a race and like dude i was just like miss my girlfriend and like it was just like that simple and it's like it's kind of it's just like because i say when like when you're also a bit isolated as well in that sense and like you have that person that kind of like becomes more or less like your team or like your group mm. around you and then you lose that it's just like man it's a bit it's just a bit and then I would see people as well over there that they go home after every race they have their girlfriends come so mm. like all that kind of stuff obviously we couldn't do that with COVID and whatnot so I was seeing that I was just a bit jealous of the whole thing so now my goal would be to like have that kind of team around me and have like a solid mm. group with me that could then help me next year because that's 
like you look at when I started riding mountain bikes because you, like anyone you ride with your buddies you go out on the weekend you're always around people mm. and as you get better they get jobs you slowly get they, more isolated they get girlfriends yeah. they they like have their own lives to live which is which is fine but man I went from the youngest guy in the group that had like 10 people constantly riding with me that I was like just jumping in cars and going on races and stuff to like I go to like a Vic Series race now and there might be two people that I started racing that are still there like what in my like immediate group of friends Mm. and like I love it because like there's all these kids that look up to me now and follow me but it's like I it's 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 not me going there with my buddies it's like the whole it's all changed in that way so it's it's really cool but it's different than like so it's like you start doing something for a reason that then changes and Mm. then you just like it's like you've got to look at the value of where you see yourself and I still really want to keep racing and like want to keep doing it but I think I just want to have more of a solid team around me to do it and not be so isolated anymore or not be so alone in that sense because I think when you get that like longevity is much more realistic thing Mm. instead of just like and it's like anything man you put a good team around you like you've got Sam and stuff like that and like it's so much more satisfying to like win with a team of people around you yeah and not just and be, and be around people that like want you to win yeah like that that's the one thing that i will not tolerate around me is anybody that want like wants to put some kind of ceiling over you yeah or anyone that wants to see you do well but not quite as good as them like yeah. if you're if you've got that attitude then fuck off like you're yeah. not around me because like I want everyone to win. Yeah. Like everyone around me, I want you to, to fucking go your hardest, do your best, like be as good as you can be. Because that's one thing. Like I can see it in other friend groups. You know, like you see other people and they're like they really want someone to, they want someone to do well, yeah. but they really don't. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, I just see he's doing this. I'm like, well, that's the best thing for him. Yeah. Like you know, that's that that's he's doing what he needs to do to get whatever it is he's trying to get. Yeah. Because I I think that's like the most toxic thing. If, if you've got people around you that they really don't want you to succeed. Yeah, like I think deep a down. lot of it's jealousy as well. Yeah, for sure. Which is funny because like jealousy is like the ultimate form of flattery really because like they obviously you're doing something they want to do but for whatever reason they don't do it and then mm. they're like instead of like building you up they'll put you down. But that all comes back to just like internal insecurity that they'll have within themselves. But I just look at people like that will try and put you down. I'm like, dude, just pump people up. Yeah. Like if you pump that person up, they'll come back and pump you up. And it just, life flows so well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I think that's how my life flows the way it does because I'm like constantly. a hundred percent, man. It's like you put out good stuff. And like, this is probably one of the biggest things I've found is like the whole thing, you put out good energy, it comes back. Like mm-hmm. I've like... From the time I met you and did that first podcast, I definitely, a big thing I took out of that was like, you want to do something, you've got to just go do it, even if it means by yourself, even if it means getting out of your comfort zone, even if it means going somewhere and like not knowing a single person. But you do that and you quickly find people that you'll become good friends with. Like the guy, I went to Tassie. (laughs) So I went to Tassie um, after I met my girlfriend. I met her twice and was just like fully like, I'm hooked. Like this girl just had me straight away. And she's like, um, there's this uh, like doof in Tassie um, you should come to it like it's like a three day thing and I was like yep done like no questions no ifs and buts so ended up flying to Tassie um, got a lift with another person I'd met like a week before to this middle of Tassie to this random like festival didn't know a single other person there like not a single person like rock up there I'd only met like I met her twice beforehand and I was like it's kind of a risky move just fighting this random guy to come like come to a festival for three days Anyway, we had like the best time. I met all these different people and um, 
one of the guys I met was Richard Teb. He's like, his name's Stoke Wizard on Instagram. Um, and anyway, I met him there and we just like got along so well. We both had like real high energy, real positive kind of mindset and stuff like that. Anyway, I met him a couple of times and then he's like, oh man, I've got like, I live in Derby if you ever want to come there. So now I've been living in Derby for like the last three weeks and like he lives just off like where the trailheads are. And he's like, come back whenever you want. And like, it's like a real solid good friendship. And I was like, that just started for me putting, going like mm-hmm. out of my way to go to a spot where I didn't know a single person. And that puts me in a situation now where I'm like, I just went and started living with some guy that I met at a, a doof. And like, that's a solid friendship now. And then like, even come up here, it's like, you put out good energy, it comes back and it just makes it, it's like, you're literally rich with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so much more valuable than rich with money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as soon as you're rich with people, man, like, it's just like, th- like th- if you think of how much money it would cost to like, actually like go and do all the things you're doing that you get done for free, it's like, yeah, it yeah. way outweighs that. Yeah. So it's like, if you put it into like, just being a good person, like shit, just... I, it's like the whole idea of like good karma and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like you put out good stuff. It's like, it's, it just mirrors itself back onto you. And it's, dude, it's a trip. Cause sometimes I'll be in like a place and literally like have to pinch myself, be like, how, like, how does this keep happening? But then you just got to stop and be like, cause you're doing the right things. You're yeah, saying yeah. the right things. You're being a genuine person. You're being positive and it like it just comes back. Like the whole idea when people say like nice guys finish last, it's like that's bullshit. Mm. It's like if you look at the scale, like if you look at nice guys just might not be, I don't know, this super wealthy person that we, we perceive success with. It's like, but these guys are living probably a lot more of the actual value mm. in just living life and being around good people and all that. But I guess that in society now that might not be looked at as like as, as successful as like a rich guy or something like that but that's like if you look at money as being successful and yeah. happy or just like having like if, if you said would you rather have like a million dollars or a million good friends it's like you fucking go with the million good friends I'd go with the million dollars no you wouldn't I don't want you a million wouldn't. friends I, I want five good, good friends yeah. but what about if you had just like friends all over the world that yeah you I could do like, have friends all over the that's world that's what I mean yeah. but it's like I guess it's the value of like yeah you don't want too many friends I reckon <laughs> where's the limit oh. where do you cut it Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. For me, anyway, like I want to give all of my energy to my friends. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to be like sporadic with it in a way. Like, yeah. I mean, I got a lot of friends, but in yeah, terms yeah. of like inner circle, well, that's I what guess. I'm talking about. Yeah. The team, the team, yeah, of people like around team. It, yeah. Oh yeah, have a bunch of good friends and be a really good person to all those people. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, as far as like the team, like an inside circle, I reckon. Yeah keep that as kind of small as you yeah. can i reckon yeah but the one thing that you said about like wealthy and and being rich man i've been thinking about it so fucking much lately mm. um obviously like in business trying to make money mm. and it's like i listened to this podcast with this guy called naval he's like a, a super wealthy tech investor silicon valley guy it's fucking brilliant i think it's called how to get rich yeah um anyway he talks about uh wealth creation as a, as opposed to like money creation yeah and um and it's like it's kind of crazy because this whole like we're four years into doing the podcast and it's like things are just finally starting to work right yeah. and when i listen to this podcast he says like you want to build wealth and wealth isn't money yeah and i was like fuck i kind of have been building wealth like I've been doing a lot of hard work I've been doing like my best work that I can I've been putting a lot of stuff out there I've been doing this I've been doing that and it's like that is like wealth generation you know yeah. and I'd look at my life and I'm like oh I'm I'm super wealthy yeah I've got like great friends really good relationships I've got a business I'm proud of yeah. like I've got 
uh, these skills that I invest in with like jujitsu and motocross and mm. uh, I'm like I read as much as I can so it's like there's a wealth of knowledge like if you start to and and so to backtrack like all of this I was doing when I was completely broke like flat yeah. broke one like literally this dollar went into that next podcast to go yeah. into that next podcast to go into that next pod like yeah. there was no fucking money at any point in the bank you know it was just like this constant re-up 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 but it's like I thought I was broke yeah and it's like my, my yeah I was broke yeah. my bank account was broke as fuck but in terms of wealth I've, I've been like building mm. building wealth and I think that if you're a person that's listening to this and you're not in the financial position because money's super important, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you definitely need a, a, a certain amount of money to live a certain lifestyle. And the more money that you've got, I guess the more control that you have over the lifestyle mm. that you live. But it's like if you're listening to this and you aren't in that financial position that you would hope to be in to give you like the level of freedom, it's not going to make you happy. Mm. But you can slowly build wealth. You yeah. can be broke. You can have no money in your bank account and you can build wealth, you know? And it's like, you may be broke and not wealthy, but it's like, you can, you won't make money tomorrow, but today you could build wealth and you could be wealthier tomorrow. And I think that when I heard that concept, I mean, I guess I was kind of just applying it through working and working and working, but it really changed my mindset and it's made me even not think about the money as much and like really only think about wealth Mm. you know because if you become this like wealthy person that's like you know a wealth of knowledge and you've got like this uh healthy body and mind and then you you know you're putting this energy that you've got as a result of that into this work and then you're giving opportunities to other people it's like that is wealth creation that's like fuck anybody can build wealth like the, ca- the catch 22 to that is you do that you'll get money yeah and that's, that's the thing, thing. like yeah, the yeah. money will, will follow that yeah. for sure and yeah i look at i mean i look at sam and maddie like they're you know they're like my two kind of and and my mate shane as like they're the guys that are in my immediate circle that i see and i'm with kind of most days yeah and i just see the same thing in them yeah. and it's like the money's followed yeah because they just built this wealth in themselves they invested in themselves they invested in other people they invested their time wisely and then it's like there's this long tail that sort of follows and then it's like all of a sudden it sort of just catches up and then you see these guys they're like starting to make more money and they're like they're doing what it sort of you know you could look at Sam 10 years like Fist is 11 years old yeah He's fucking working just as hard. Yeah, he's yeah, doing. Yeah. He's yeah. he's doing the same. He was probably working harder then. Yeah, you know. But it's like he was just building yeah. this wealth, and like the money didn't come until yeah. later it's on. It's like we said the other night. It's like it takes ten years to be an overnight success. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even like back to that wealth thing. Like, how many millionaires, billionaires are sitting in their giant mansions? Not, not wealthy. wealthy at all. Not no. wealthy at yeah. all. Rich as fuck and not wealthy. Yeah, and it's just like where you place your values and where you place like people around you. Like, oh, that's the whole thing is like the million friends or like the million dollars. I think yeah, it's like kind yeah. of that concept of like, would you rather be in a, like in a shit shack? with like 20 good people that you love and care about and they love and care about you or a mansion by yourself. Yeah. And it's like, you look at those ways and you're like, it's pretty obvious what the thing is. And you've only got to travel to a third world country mm. and pull up. Like, that's the crazy thing about Vietnam. Anyone that wants to travel when COVID's over and do something dope, go to the Vietnam motorcycle tour. You will just see 
like the most fucking insane country mm. like the this the countryside that's just so remote there's people that like we we ride through places where these kids are like five six years old never seen a westerner yeah never seen a white person they come up they start touching your skin they're like tripping out you know yeah. and it's like they're not rich at all like mm. that's like the that's the opposite of rich yeah but you see the wealth in yeah. terms of like the happiness and the smiles and they're all hugging each other constantly and it's like the kids are dancing and they're running down the road it's just like fuck there's a, there's so much more wealth in the world than than like money you know mm. i think you really see that as well when you see big families that obviously yeah. like struggle a bit because they just say they had like five or six kids and obviously that takes a lot of money to, to to do and then but they're so happy just with each other and themselves and like they see how wealthy it is to have like a like a loving caring family and not just look at like oh we might not have the jet ski or the big melody yeah. or something because we had like, we've got like more kids so it's like yeah they're wealthy as anything no i think that's yeah that's massive and i think like you said you've built this wealth thing of like even just like the amount of people you've met through doing this and like that in itself is like how many like when i just met tom downstairs and he was just saying like he's like oh like what's your background? <laughs> he's like what's your back he's like what's your background and i was like yeah i, I raced downhill or whatever but i was just like how many different people come through that door with so many different like backgrounds and everything yeah. and just the wealth of meeting those people that you wouldn't normally meet is huge and then obviously be able to spread that to people like the amount of times like i've heard something on your podcast from someone you've interviewed and it's like oh that's awesome like and then you changes your mindset about a certain thing or like opens up a new idea and i think that comes back to when we were saying about mentors mm. and i was like you literally are just this giant mentor or like of bringing people on and then like sharing ideas that then can mentor someone to better their lives and it all comes back to i guess like when we talk about like education so important and mm. then obviously mentoring is so important and you look at someone that's had a good mentor and how quick they can like develop as a person like we were talking about danger boy Deegan and yeah listen to that podcast and i was like this kid's like he's on to something like he's switched on here and then at the end when i think i found out he's 15 i was like what I was like, I think like I wasn't a bad kid at 15, but I couldn't talk to a camera and be that like, he's just like had good morals and values yeah. and stuff. And I'm just like, Jesus, like that's a, what a 15 year old kid can be, can like, be like if he's mentored properly and yeah. he's got like, and he gets put in situations where it's like, he's got to, you've got to kind of grow up and you've got to learn. You've got to actually like, not honestly like struggle, but not too badly and like find your own feet and do all that mm. stuff. And I feel like a lot of people get so babied and so like, and just almost like, you're too young to talk to you about uh, talk to you about yeah. a serious topic yeah. or issue yeah. so you kind of like you just sit at the back but then i'm like when do you learn that if like if they're not talking to you about it like what's your other outlet and it's like if you've got something like a podcast you can listen to it just like yeah opens up your mind to just these new ideas and i think that's do you think like that's one of like the biggest things that like you can bring these different people on and then talk about ideas that then obviously that has such a like a social effect on like especially young people mm. like listening to it would be massive because like you think about it, you read however many books and you can pull out like a little bit of knowledge from that and then give it to someone that might never read and they'll be like oh that's awesome it's just like hurries up the learning curve it's like you've just saved that person however like however long it takes them to read that book and it's like what you got out of that can then be put back into like a three-hour podcast oh man like that's like such valuable information that dude to go back to the danger boy thing too like think about most kids i mean yeah like most kids are still like 18 19 20 21 still living at home right yeah the fucking average life expectancy back a couple hundred years is like 40 yeah 
You know what I mean? So it's like you spend half your life living at home. Like yeah. we obviously were capable of way more at mm-hmm. a way younger age. Like mm-hmm. you just have to shift the scale of like a person's life. It's like by the time you're nine, you're getting a fucking job. Yeah. Or by the time you're eight, you're doing because you're gonna die at forty. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole you just like have to cram everything in. So it's like obviously we're way more capable than what we kind of like teach our kids to be nowadays. You know. It freaks me out with that as well. Like if he's that like even he's that skilled on a motorbike he's that like far ahead with like development but like but then next generation is it 10 are you 10 mm. years old and you can ride like a 250 like a madman or like like where like because you know you just see those kids and you're like how like even when you see kids on like 80s and stuff and they're sending like 100 foot gaps and you're just like dude there's kids it doesn't on make sense yeah, it doesn't make, i see that and i was like where does this stop like when yeah. do you get to the point where like you're eight chill like yeah, yeah. you don't get to go hit the triple today it's like but do you like stop it do you push it yeah, like I that's fucking no i just can't imagine watching my kids send it like oh that. dude you get so like yeah i mean that that'd be a fucking trip to just go through that process like and imagine like i just think it's so cool too with the the whole digging thing like they really let people come on the ride with them you know yeah. like it's such a unique thing that that they're going through mm. and they're just like so open about it and it, i mean yeah they're making fucking heaps of cash out of it as well yeah. but it's like that's not that they don't need that money yeah. like that yeah. again that money just comes with yeah what they're doing it's like i guess that fucking takes money to make money kind of thing yeah but it's like there's just a dope dad that's like mm. living his dream you know yeah. like he never got a factory ride now his kids got the best factory ride and they've got like this huge audience and i think that comes back to you know that thing is like you look at a negative like him not getting that factory ride could have been like a negative and yeah. now he probably looks at it now as like the positive of seeing his son on that proper ride and like being so involved in all that and it's like turn that negative into a positive might take however many years it took from when that happened to now but can switch switch at any time but no, it's cool to see. And it's a lot of fucking work as well. Like oh. seeing, like, imagine just having production crew and all that and putting out, like, content constantly. Like, I don't think anyone truly understands how hard it is to put out that amount of content and at that higher quality as well and constantly, like, be relevant, be, like, engaging. Because mm. there'd be days where you'd be doing, like, your 30-minute motos and stuff and you'd be rinsed and then it's, like, then a camera's in your face, like, how was it? And you're, like and you've got to be hot as fuck I'm tired yeah. I want to go home <laughs> but then you've got to be subscribe but then, like comment <laughs> fuck off <laughs> but you've still got to be on like that's yeah. a, I don't think people understand like when you become an athlete or like a, a figure in anything it's like you just don't turn off mm. and that's the kind of the I think the hard part that people don't understand is like like for example like I was in Sydney airport the other day and a guy came up to me that was actually a pilot I thought it was quite cool and just like started chatting to me like knew who I was and started chatting to me and it's like there's no time to like put up this wall about like who are you or like kind of be yeah, like off put yeah, it's yeah. like I'm like you just gotta be yourself yeah be myself but it's like it just takes like training to be well not training but it just takes time time yeah. and like but once like because it's is we were talking about it, like it's a bit weird because it's like you even said it it's like what they perceive of who you are yeah and it's like you've just obviously got to be yourself but it's just so you've got to like it's just like a split second thing to just be on yeah and I think it's like obviously the more I guess f- famous you get the more on you've got to be all the time like you can't like slip away from that so. yeah well I think that's like the one thing where I find it real important to just always try to be myself yeah exactly on here. yeah and you know like there, I guess there's a point especially 
I feel like Supercross Companions is like that's the most time where I'm being like a more of a character. Yeah, I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like there's a certain like uh, I think we all play certain characters. Like we're not the same people all the time. No, like me by myself in my house, just chilling, reading, like doing housework. I'm just not talking to anyone. There's yeah. no one around. Yeah. It's just like as mellow as it could possibly be. And then you go into that sort of situation and you're like, you got to bring the vibe, you got to bring yeah. some energy, you got to feel some time. So you like, you end up you adapt- being something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, I need to fill a certain role. Yeah. Then this is what it, you know, comes from. But yeah, for me, I'm just like, fuck, I just try and be myself constantly. Yeah. So I never have to make that. Yeah, that switch. That switch of like, hey, man, you know, it's yeah. just like, this is just fuck me. Hopefully, you know what to expect. But it is it is weird. And it's weird just taking compliments. Mm. I think you just got to adapt to your environment. And that's the thing that like, you yourself, but you're a, a different version of yourself in that sense. It's yeah. like kind of just read the room. Like so many people I know mm. just like, just read the room. Like look around, you know what you've got to be. Like you're still yourself, but yeah. you don't have to be like over the top, under, like you can just be this like, I'm being me, but the chilled version or the real hyper version or whatever yeah. it is. But like, I think when people get this idea, it's like, oh man, you change around these people. And I'm like, well, you kind of got to yeah, change at some in point. A, like, like when it's in, in a, a way, yeah, yeah, in a good way. Like I definitely feel that. I feel like that's probably a thing I'm really good at is I can just kind of blend into like, yeah, well, you got a camouflage hair. Yeah. Like, I've <laughs> <laughs> actually got a piss as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. And we're back barely making an hour before I had a piss then yeah I was like I, w- I think because I just sculled the Red Bull and then went straight to water mm, hydration is key I do feel better though I feel way better I feel relaxed how funny is it like how bad like just say you're at like a festival or like on a road trip and like you need to either take a crap or pee and you're just like like you're hot and then you do it and you're like oh my god your fucking like, teeth start floating that's when you've got wealth when you actually like hold something in for a long time and you go take a pee <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is wealth it's like <laughs> you can like be the happiest person in the world oh man find, that, find wealth in that that's fucking funny what else are we gonna talk about what were we talking about um oh something to do with your like where, okay the direction you want to go with the podcast or what direction you think it's going because i remember mm. last time we chatted it was quite cool because I remember like it started to pick up this bit of momentum and now I really feel like that momentum's like really got going and I want to know because you know we're saying like it can kind of with a job no matter if it's a good job or a bad job it can kind of trap you in a certain way of just like being always in the studio always Mm. doing this but it's almost though you need to have that freedom to go out and then actually like experience something to then like come back like bring that back it's almost like you need to go out get some experience doing something new and then come back and be able to share that yeah so I've, i was thinking about this um so like this the podcast is big mm. in terms of like the numbers it's like millions of people now which is fucking ridiculous in, is it insane just even saying that it is but it's just like because it's been a steady growth of like how- well it's more that you just can't even quantify it. like again it's like what we're saying about covid like you can't you can't fathom those numbers right yeah so you, if you do like an episode of the podcast and it gets 300,000 listens just <laughs> yeah. online in like a week, right? Yeah. Which that's like a Deegan episode. Yeah. It's like, that is six Suncorp stadiums. Yeah. Of people. Yeah. You imagine, can't... Imagine thinking about that 
Like imagine that being in a stadium that big with that many people, just like a Taylor Swift concert or something like mm. that, and you're sitting in the middle of that. Yeah, just us doing two. this. Yeah, yeah. And there's just a massive microphone, and people are like, "Ooh, what are they gonna say?" Like that's literally- it would fuck. It'd be the weirdest experience ever. Yeah. But so like you, um, yeah. I mean, it's just like you can't really comprehend it. And the weird thing too is that, um, and I think I've spoke about that before, but like the if you're Aerosmith or Metallica and you're like playing Soundwave and there's a hundred thousand people there you're the fucking man Mm. you're up on stage everyone's underneath you they're looking up at you you've got the microphone you can feel that there's none of that yeah you know like you just do this and you you sit in a room it's the same room you come to every day it's the most like normal thing ever so to experience and you feel three stadiums yeah but then it's like you feel six fucking stadiums (laughs) you know what I mean and then it's just that you can't really like comprehend but I Mm. think it's a cool thing because you detach from it like I've uh, if I had to like let's say that was how it worked right so like uh, you go in and the studio is on like a stadium floor yeah and then every day that you record the podcast like 60,000 people pile in yeah and they listen to you 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 couldn't help but be affected by that oh for sure like you'd feel fucking weird and different like you'd feel the energy and so that's why I think podcasts are so rad is because that it's just like it's very that, personal that disconnect. Yeah. yeah but I think the thing that I've started to think about which is uh like a lot of people that would have a podcast this size wouldn't do the work that I do on the podcast yeah. in terms of like like I was saying to you when we sit down and just do it that's like there's like an art there it's just like this flow of conversation it's just like this natural kind of thing that we're doing we're producing it together and it's like more artistic yeah and then as soon as you step out from this room and then you go into the editing room it just becomes like a commodity yeah you're just trying to maximize the earning potential yeah maximize the people that see it yeah. maximize like the places that it go so there's like a weird switch that mm-hmm. you sort of have to do mm-hmm. and like uh you know you look at as like a sam harris or something like that mm-hmm. he he gets up he d- does his recording mm-hmm. and then he gets up and then he walks out the door yeah and then he goes and go does his thing and then he's got a team of people that yeah. do all the editing they do all yeah. the posting they do like everything the yeah. only hands-on thing he has to do is just the podcast and then the rest of his time gets spent doing you know all of the other things he's a writer he does this he does that and then you know you think of a guy like rogan Mm. and it's like rogan comes in sits down does his show fucking leaves yeah everything gets on the internet everything gets shared everything all the invoicing gets done so it's like i think that's just the that's probably the thing that i'm thinking of more these days is just like I'm so in this room. Yeah. I'm so, I'm just in this fucking building yeah. Yeah. seven days a week. Yeah. You know, and I'll get out and I'll ride on the weekend once and then I'll try and get to jiu-jitsu a couple times a week and then I'll read my books. Yeah. And it's like, that's it, yeah. you know? So, and I, I wonder, I'm like, fucking hell, like, is that is that a bad thing because you're just not experiencing that much? I think it's like you said, it's like a stepping stone to get to that point where you can have that freedom to then mm. then obviously go and do everything you want and then just come back. Yeah. And like you come in here, you do, it, like you have your conversation and then you can peace out and go and have like a new experience and then come back and like have just, it's just I guess it's just new. It's like you're training to have better conversations by doing more life 
yeah. experiences. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, I climb this mountain, see what that's like with this random Brazilian guy. And yeah. then you come back and then you chat to someone. It's like, yeah, I was just in Brazil climbing this mountain. And like, it adds more to that. Yeah. But I think like you say now, it's like, again, it's like you're just at a point where it's like, you, like the grinding's still happening. But then yeah. once that gets to a point, you can just step away and be like, I can have more freedom to actually go and do the things I really want to do and still this can still um, sustain itself by having but that comes back to having like a good team around you that can obviously pick up where you like pick up the slack and then give you the time that you need because it's like I said like going to do like going on a holiday to you is like it's not just a holiday even if like even if it fully is even if you leave your phone camera everything and you go on a holiday that's giving you new experiences then bring that you bring back yeah. yeah so it's like we're lucky in the sense that like like just say I go motor riding that that is training for downhill yeah so it's like that it's yeah, like it, it, all link, yeah. it all links into it like I can go for a motor ride somewhere and just have the time of my life and that is going to have a positive effect then on my yeah. racing so it's like we're lucky that we our lifestyles kind of the better life you have the better you are at your job that yeah and like I think if you can get a job where like the better like if you just the things you do anyway and you enjoy can then positively affect your job man like that's that's a good that's a wealthy lifestyle to have yeah doing that i wonder too though because like i just for whatever reason and especially like we're gonna have a lot of different cool content coming out shortly that like we've never really done before or we've never really shot stuff like this before and edited stuff like this before like there's a ton of new shit coming for gypsy tales that i think will just like I think it'll change the brand for people as well. Yeah. Um, and fuck, I just don't know. I don't even know how much I would be able to step away. Yeah. Because like, I really enjoy, like I've, I don't know why, but I just like making content. Like yeah. it's really fun for me. It's like a, there's a, a fun game to play with like, what will people like? Hey, can I curate people's tastes? Can yeah. I, you know, like that, that, that is a pretty fun game yeah. in itself. And like I started saying a while ago, um, I did like a couple of other people's podcasts and I'd say to people like it's just a fun project yeah like it's a and it, it I think um, I think about myself in terms of an athlete a lot yeah. of times like I sleep I want to sleep real good I want to eat real good I want to like physically train and then mm. you know meditate and do these things like I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to have like this peak performance yeah. because that's almost what like the business dictates and that's what the podcast dictates and then you want to be a really good person when you're on this side of the microphone like interviewing people and it's like i feel like i have that athlete mindset towards you know like this business sort of deal yeah like dude before i came in and did this like i i um consciously started reading more yeah and like made sure i slept right like it's like i like it's the same it's like this is your race run yeah yeah but like and i like i think for me doing my own podcast a little bit like i understand like how to make it better because i've kind of like dabbled in that world so it's like i know if i read more like my thoughts just come out better yeah. so it's like well i'm about to do a podcast it's like the same as like i might go do go do some downhill runs before my race it's just yeah. like you get that little bit of practice and like I, I i like before i do this i think of like topics and stuff and like things to like actually get it going so it's like if you want to make anything better you've got to put in the work to actually make it yeah as good as you want it to be oh definitely and this like this thing is undeniably good yeah (laughs) for people you know like it's it's been fucking good for me yeah it's been good for the people that have come on the show it's good for the people that listen to the show it seems like it's been good for the industry in some ways yeah you know so it's like when you've for me anyway like i've just got to this point where it's like fuck this is good like i have to do 
I got to do my best at this thing because it is good and yeah. does good. The flow and effect is really positive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it feels like it's, yeah, it's cool to be able to get up every day and work on something that feels like super important. And it feels like it's a, it's a weird thing too, to like almost feel like a bit of a slave to it in yeah. a way. Like yeah. I, f- I just feel like I have a responsibility to keep doing this but which that, is weird I think I get what you mean but that's where you've got to come in and just find that balance like mm. if and even like I was saying like I'm always like come down to my place there's plenty of content you can shoot like I love when you'd go away and do those like vlog series things where you'd actually go experience something else and then you've got all this cool content and then you can do a podcast about that content yeah. you've just produced and I feel like that's like do you have a problem with that? what's that? just don't make any money <laughs> true <laughs> it's fucking so- <laughs> dude so after, but wouldn't you push um, like heaps of numbers on YouTube if you put out heaps of content in that sense? Nah, well, that's... Well, I mean, I think over time it will yeah. get like that. But so... But then you've got to put down the value of the money over the experience as well. Yeah, but so the problem is I'm not in a place... I'm I'm not yeah. in a place yeah, where yeah. I can fuck with money. Like yeah. money still yeah. has to be like a real central focus yeah. because it's just risky still, you know? Yeah. And like I... So when we did Manji... Yeah. Um, May was our biggest month ever. Nearly did a million downloads in one month. Yeah. Just on iTunes. And then it was like three point something on YouTube, eh? And uh, so it's like, that's like four million downloads. 30 days. Like fucking retarded. And I was like, king of the world. We're killing it. Yeah. I'm fucking done. This is it. Rocket's finally taken off. Yeah. Then I was like, now we got this Manji trip. It's going to be insane. We're going to drop the vlogs. Literally lost money in May. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in June because you're I was like what the fuck we just didn't put out the same amount of videos it was like really hard to be on the road it was just like the organization the processes that we kind of put in place just took like this massive hit Mm. and then dude it wasn't until so what was last month October yeah no so uh September so September was our second biggest month ever so from June July August so those three months terrible you had to build back up again it hurt like hurt hurt and uh like yeah literally just lost money it was like i think for one i can't it was like maybe july lost fifteen hundred dollars like overall and you're just like what the fuck how does that happen from having like your biggest and best month ever so it's like i do want to get to that point where we're just like constantly and how do you think you'd like more people working for you to kind of yeah, pick up the bit? More, yeah, we just need more people. So you just need an investor. Dude, Roan's like, <laughs> honestly, Roan's hasn't had like, hasn't had days off. He doesn't leave the, the studio. No, seriously. He's been here pretty much since he left school last yeah, year. Yeah, he thought he should take that chain off his ankle. That's, that yeah, work. I know. Like, it's, no, I'll, I'll extend it. I'll extend the chain. <laughs> but yeah, I'll reach the bathroom. He's had like two days off in a fucking year or something. You True. Know? And yeah. no, we're both just fucking... Just going, yeah. yeah. Just pinned trying to do it. So, but yeah, it's all just a process and yeah. you just go through it. But, um, and I don't know too, I think like, I always think that you always miss the times like once it gets good and it gets you know what I mean like everything's just on autopilot but then I don't know maybe you just find out other shit to do but I think you can always keep yourself busy like there's always something else you can do but I think it's like you've got to like consciously make a stand to be like because you like this can grow as fast as like or as big as you want it to grow kind of thing so it's like even if you only grow as slow as you go yeah exactly (laughs) so you, you can get to that point where you're like I could take holiday and go and experience this new thing but i could get more like it's always that yeah. more 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 thing so i think you've just got to i guess 
have a target that, okay, I can be content with this and I can go on my holiday and yeah, we might take a bit of a hit if any, if you've yeah, got you enough people. Yeah, you just want to feel safe. Yeah. You know, like that nothing's at, at like a, it's not a risk. Yeah. To yeah. like really go and do, like, because now I'm scared to do another Manji, which is crazy because well, it sucks. was so that's, good. Yeah, that sucks though because it's like, yeah. yeah, you enjoyed that so much. Oh, it was the best week, man, like, or two weeks. It was honestly the best, but yeah, it's fucking scary to do it because it's like, eesh. I don't know if I want to fucking go through that again. Like you literally for one trip, it took three months of just sucking Come, to, coming to, back. Get, to get shit Could back. Could you just yeah. like smash out like a heap of podcasts and then have someone else in studio here that just releases them as you're still yeah. on, on the road? So that yeah. would be like... Yeah. yeah. But then you just got to have the money in the bank to pay the person. Yeah. To, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's all it's all doable. It's yeah. not... Hopefully no one listening is like thinks i'm doing a poor me it's just this, uh, <laughs> no i, well, I never we never talk about this sort of stuff yeah, ever yeah. like i never really talk about the business side of things so maybe people find it interesting but, but i think it'd be interesting for people that are like yeah like why don't you put out podcasts when you're on the road or stuff or why is there like breaks or whatnot but it's like but even it- down to shit like um computers where do you charge your laptop mm. when you're driving like so for Manji we bought um, I guess spent 150 bucks on like this inverter yeah. to, so that we could charge the laptops in the thing and then they wouldn't charge the laptops and then you're like you spend four days on the fucking nullable yeah. and you planned on being able to edit and then you yeah, couldn't edit yeah, yeah. and then like you get fuck it's just you know what the funny thing is the same people that would complain about not having a podcast that week because you're on um tour or whatever but then if you're on tour and you put out one they'd be like oh the production wasn't very good on that yeah, one yeah. and it's just like it's like oh it's like it's a, and there would be the same person that would complain about not having it would also complain about it not being to the standard of the studio and you're just I, like i will say though i feel very lucky in the way that people don't seem to do that that yeah like you've got a solid we, group yeah, of people yeah, yeah we have a fucking solid gang like yeah. the gypsy gang is like a actually a legit thing yeah, yeah and there's people that like really don't give me heat and i think the last we haven't done a podcast for like two weeks just because of all the like we shot the ducati thing and then but with all the rain that we had like so we had this track days booked and we we're doing all this prep work and then it rained so then we cancelled it yeah and then we didn't have time to get any more guests in the studio yeah so then you're just fucking sitting on your hands like shit all right well that week's gone yeah and then the next week you got to redo the shoot and then the next week we did the husky thing so it's just like it's such a crazy like balance to find and i think i had like one comment of a dude said like but it was just a nice comment like hey man i need another podcast yeah and it's like that's not bad i'm itching for it yeah yeah, like i can handle that there's no ones out there being being dicks but but um just throw around grin at them here you go yeah fucking have these <laughs> have, have, these have some scraps here's the greatest mountain biker of all time <laughs> fuck i was stoked on that podcast yeah dude, even for, i haven't listened to it yet because i've been hanging out with you and hear your voice enough as it is but yeah the little snippet you saw you showed me i was just like even just the how like i've been racing Gwyn for like close to 10 years now and he's very like he's a super quiet guy and yeah. even just how he was opened up to you in the small snippet i saw i was like that was like a different kind of the Gwyn that I saw and like I said to you it's like the whole because he was a closed book you write your own story about yeah, him yeah. and it's just like everyone's kind of written their own story about him and it's like when you are quiet that's but like people have got to come up with an opinion of you and it's like yeah. if you don't give them much to work with they're going to kind of make their own up which is shit like it is shit but like we all do it Yeah. so it's like I think it's like if you can be so open about who you are and like what you're about it just kind of 
but then yeah, people twist that as well but i think if yeah. you're genuinely put out your like self yeah and then that's what people receive i'm like well that's me yeah so it's like i guess he just and like he, he even talks well that little bit you showed me it's like he was just so nervous about performing at that level that he'd built himself up to that he was just kind of shut off because of that and like we've all got our like triggers and we've all got our routines and stuff so his mm. routine was just the quiet guy kind of thing and same with like sam sam was the quiet guy and it's just like it's just how he is and like you can't hate on someone for being themselves is even if their self doesn't line up with how you want them to be yeah that that's the thing is like there's the you get like expectations of people yeah like you want them to be a certain way like for me i think about james stewart and Mm. i'm like i wish you were like the dude that just took the sport to the stratosphere yeah like you could have been that guy you could have put supercross on your back and just made it fucking huge yeah but it's like he just didn't want to be that guy yeah and it's like that is fine yeah exactly yeah but i wanted him to be something yeah. different and a lot of other people wanted him to be something different so i think yeah like you put these expectations on people like especially when you just see greatness too you know mm. it's just like that's not fair to yeah tell somebody that just because they can be great they have to be they great be, yeah. in the way that you want them to be yeah because i think it's like imagine i always tell people like imagine how many people out there have an opinion of who you are like imagine how many jaces are out there in so many different people's heads yeah and then imagine trying to then fulfill that yeah no, and like can't. who do you pick do you pick one guy because like oh i think you're this or oh, maybe you're trying like that's the whole idea is like if you be yourself it's easy because you don't yes. have to fill all these different like expectations for everyone and that's why you tell the truth yeah as yeah. well you know like because the like as soon as you lie about something you're creating like this whole nother parallel yeah. universe yeah. that's just a tiny bit detached from reality yeah. and then you've got to like keep track of that parallel universe which doesn't really exist no. and that's hard fucking that is, that is, is work man. like yes. that is i couldn't even imagine like lying to like like multiple people and then you've got to live in these different lies yeah. and it's just like man that's just brain power like i struggle with keep up with like normal life let alone if i started lying to people yeah yeah it's fucking so much more important of a thing like a that's like a moral flag to put in the ground yeah you know because yeah there's fucking serious implications of that once you're a liar man you're a liar and then it's just like why would i believe anything you say it's like it's hard to come back if you lie to someone especially like a big lie and then they like how do you trust that person after that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's fucking gnarly so yeah that that whole i think it makes it a lot easier to be yourself yeah when you're being like honest in terms of even just the way that you're acting and, you know what i mean and honesty as well even if like because people a lot of time people tell lies to save people from exactly, getting hurt yeah, yeah. where it's like you're not saving that's them from the lies get- i've told yeah but you're not saving them from getting hurt you're just prolonging it and then it's gonna get worse. It's like yeah. it's like you've, put, you've yeah. As soon as as soon as you lie to them, you've got to carry that around with you, and then they'll eventually find it. Like everyone finds out about everything. And I think that um, yeah, there's like this. Uh, you almost it it sort of stems from like you don't feel like you can be yourself. Yeah. And that's why you kind of will say something to somebody to mm. protect the way that they feel. Yeah because you don't feel okay yeah being the way that you kind of want to be you know yeah it's a fucking weird dichotomy i think i kind of changed that with myself this year like a lot of yeah. the stuff i did like yeah. and it's like i'm i hope i made people uncomfortable and i yeah. hope i made people question themselves and what they could do 
like <laughs> this is funny i remember mick hannah came up to me um at a world cup when the i think opposite of leopard hair <laughs> opposite and he came up to me when i had some crazy haircut or something and he said to me like oh i love what you're doing he's like oh i wish i could do that i'm just a bit like a bit shy yeah but it was like kind of cool and i kind of like looked at him, i was like dude you can do that yeah like why not and it's like that whole idea you tell yourself I'm shy again it's a story yeah exactly and then you convince yourself of you're shy and then eventually and then you that, live like you're that's shy. your narrative yeah. yeah if you believe in something different and kind of like fake it till you make it like dude honestly when I um when I went to Leo Gang the first race of the World Cups and I had like pink hair and everything like, I felt a bit like fuck like I'm a kook yeah a little bit <laughs> like yeah like a lot of eyes on you and like I hadn't raced a World Cup in like over a year so it was like I feel like I added a bit more pressure, pressure to yourself, on top yeah, of pressure yeah. and it was like it did honestly affect me a little bit especially like i think just the big like the gap between when i had raced and i was like the first day of practice man i was nervous like i had not been that level of nervous in a long time and this is coming off end of 2019 where i felt like the man like it's like i was in this good zone i was riding well it was just like yeah well, you took a year off man in yeah. like the prime of your career like that's yeah. kind of gnarly so coming back i was like ooh, like even just like and it was like it was actually like it was like the real tricky conditions where it's like that real greasy slippery stuff and then I ended up crashing my quality run, which was a bit... I actually got red flagged. Charlie Harrison crashed in front of me, broke his arm, unfortunately. I got red flagged, went back up and then crashed, um, mm. just hit a root and washed out. And then it kind of compounded as well. Like, oh shit, now I didn't qualify. And now people... Look, it just it was, a, it was a lot. I didn't enjoy that race at all. And that kind of, I guess, kind of set that season, like the tone for the rest of that season. Even though it was funny at the uh, at the next World Cup, then it rained and it went my way, and then I got sick. So it was like it can it can go either way, but it was just kind of the whole to start a season off after not racing for yeah for a year, and then coming back and crashing and not qualifying. And then did I went to Leger, and for that qualifying run, honestly, worst probably feeling or run or anything that I've probably ever done in a World Cup. I was so nervous. I put all this pressure on myself because I was like I didn't qualify it leo gang and then i went there and dude i was just like i just felt sick like i just didn't want to be there and i was like i don't want to do this if this is the feeling that it produces in me mm. and i qualified like 40th or something and i was but i was just i was just i was not in it hey i like, i was like probably the worst head games i've ever played with myself like mm. i just got to the bottom of that run and i was just like what am i doing like what is happening and I feel like I figured a few things out. Like it was, it was just like a bit of a learning curve again. Mm. Like it was literally like you have a year off anything, I guess like fighters call it like ring rust and stuff like that. It's just like trying to get back up to speed and get comfortable. And I felt like every time I'd start to get comfortable, they'd have like something else that would come up. Like I went to like uh, Slovenia, like went to Maribor and I started to feel comfortable and then had a massive crash. And then it's mm. like, you kind of got to rebuild yourself up again. And I felt like that was like the kind of tone to the whole year. I'd like get a bit more confident, get a bit more confident and then something bad would happen. And then towards the end of the year, cause I was on an um, XL gambler and I kind of, I just, I couldn't push the edge like I'd used to. And I was like, what's going on? Like every time I try and push the edge, I just feel like I'm going to crash. Anyway, I finally decided after world champs because I was just like, this isn't working. Like something's up right now. Like I need to, like, you know, when you're like, something's broken. I, change, I need yeah. to change something. So after world champs, that night after world champs, I went to like Marshy, my mechanic, and I was like, we need to try something new. So he's, I'm like, can we just go back to a large frame and just see how it feels? So literally just did world champs. Instead of going to like part, go to the after party, I was like helping Marshy like change out parts and we built up a large gambler. And then the next day, this was after four days of riding Valdesol. I went back up the next day um, on the large and changed a few bits and pieces. And I was like, it felt a bit weird from like the jump back. And we ended up putting a longer rear end on it to make me feel more central on the bike. But after about maybe three or four runs, I was like, okay, I think this is better. 
then had a little bit of a break and went to lenser height and I rode it and I was like man what was I doing like it was just like so much more comfortable I could like throw it around more and it was just like it's almost like I've just wasted the start of this season yeah. on a bike that didn't fit me but you know it's like that whole thing you kind of because I honestly on the extra large you feel more comfortable but I couldn't push it the same way and when I'd be a bit fatigued it's like just more bike to try and handle mm. and control so I went to the large went to lenser height um and I've, I got a flat in my uh, my quality run and I got I think I got like 58 so top 60 to get in so I just got in um, which was kind of like but I think I was like 10th at the splits or something so I'm like yeah we're back like we've got yeah, the speed yeah, happening yeah. again and it was like this like because for a while there man during the middle of the season I was like I can't hang with these top guys like I'm like I'm just not there and then you start to play the, you tell yourself the story about yeah. like I'm not good enough and all this stuff and then after that just seeing that 10th in like the third split or something I was like no we we've, we've still got the speed and then for racing um unfortunately i got kind of got caught in a rainstorm so it mm. literally just rained for like it rained for like it was pretty shit it rained for like the first few guys and then a little bit in the middle so wasn't like wasn't terrible i got 20th but i know like i could have done better if um if it obviously didn't rain but just got like the the motivation to be like okay like we belong this mm. is, I, I can hang with these guys because once like the big thing that separates the top guys from like like top five from top 20 is the belief that you can oh win. yeah it's a hundred percent the belief because it's like how often we always talk about as soon as you start doing well you keep doing well mm-hmm. and it's just like you have that belief that i can and it's like well why don't you always believe that and it's like man it takes a lot to believe you can be the yeah. best in the world or something and yeah. as soon as you have that idea drop out of your head it takes a lot to build it back up and yeah. i felt like that's every time i'd kind of it's like it's like three step forward, 10 steps back. And it just kept happening like that. I was like, I'd get confident and then back and then mm. get confident and then back. And then I finally um, felt like I was in a good zone. Um, I went to snowshoe for the last race and then ended up just like axing myself like day one. And I'm just like, again, like we finally were like in this good place, riding good and just had a stupid crash. Like just honestly, just a brain fart and had a big crash. Um, I compressed yeah i compressed the part of my spine and like it bruised around i think it was my t12 or something mm. in my back so crashed on the first day of practice sat out the rest of the day um i didn't think i was gonna race i thought it was over like i could barely walk it was so painful and then the next day um i was like i might as well try like what's the worst that can happen so anyway i like first run rode probably 200 meters down the track backs like it's like this sharp imagine you got like a knife mm. and you're like jabbing it in like you know that real harsh like lower back bruise pain and i was like what am i doing like i'm should not be here so right like 200 meters stop and i'm just like in my helmet i was like what are you doing like give up kind of thing and then kept going down and it kind of did loosen up like just using that like small amount and then going again still sore but kept going did some jumps that were kind of smooth and then i think obviously everyone knew that i had the big crash and didn't think i was going to ride so then every time i would like go past like a group of people i'd just get like a good solid cheer it's like yeah dean and stuff like that like more so than normal and honestly man pumped me up changed my whole mindset and then it just kept happening the whole way down the track and then by the time i got to the bottom man i reckon like probably 30 something people from like the side of the track whether it was riders or spectators like cheered me on and it was like that feeling of like how supportive that community is of people like even your biggest competitors will cheer you on when like you're in that state mm. like so motivating and honestly i like i needed that then like i really need like i was not in a good way mm. and anyway 
as the as the day went on i did another run and like your back obviously i freed up a little bit still like every time i'd hit like a big compression yeah it just it's just like you have that like you like almost brace for it so you're like Ugh, it's like so um did my quality run end up qualifying which i was just like a bit i was honestly shocked i like i but i know when i went in the quality run as soon as you're in that zone you kind of block out pain and you can kind of get into it so qualified and then ended up racing and um actually i qualified and then went straight to the hospital got a cat scan and like made sure that's when i found out it was bruised and mm. what was happening they're like look it's going to be painful but it's not probably going to get worse you can ride so i was like okay real clear let's do it um and then raced and didn't do i think i got 27th or something which wasn't too bad nothing great and then they had the next race straight after it and then again i started to like feel my feel my mojo again got it all happening and then in qualifying i had another big crash and then just jammed my shoulder into the rock and i was just like oh but it was good just before it had happened um like i felt like i was back in that like getting in the flow mm. state riding really well and i think i was like ninth or something like before it happened so i was like it was a, a bit of a positive out of it but mm. it was just like it just seemed like that was the the narrative this season it's like you start to find your feet you start to get momentum crash injury yeah. not quite like something like that and it was just that was the frustrating thing it was like i'd start to get it back get it then. back and then it would reset anyway i thought um because obviously i couldn't i couldn't race and i was like oh man this is probably going to be a shitty day tomorrow like just spectating anyway i decided i was like i've got nothing else to do i'm just going to walk the track so i started walking down the track as like the women started and as i walked down it was just like a few people like recognized me and like started chatting to them and it was um it was honestly turned into this it was hectic how many like americans are such big super fans especially there like everyone knows you everyone knows your story and it was insane man like i've never felt so well known and welcomed and just people just so stoked to see me so i'm like walking down this track which i thought would just be like i didn't think any like i might get a hey dean a few times like literally everyone went past people offering me beers getting photos like i feel like a rock star and i was like this is insane and it like again lifted me up mm. and, I, and i honestly wanted it made me love racing again for like being so invested in the yeah, fans just and the sport itself yeah and the whole community of it and seeing how much they loved it and honestly i needed that man at that point where it's like you're on a bit of a low from an injury or something i got to the bottom and i'd like probably stopped 50 times chatted with people got beers like just hung out with people got photos like because i had all the time in the world so i'd sit down and just chat with people for ages yeah, yeah, didn't have to go anywhere. nah and everyone's so friendly they know like your bit of your backstory they love what you're doing like had this group of guys just like yeah just oh man it was so good like said they listened to the podcast and stuff like all about it i got to the bottom of that run man and i was like at the bottom of the track and i was so hyped and it's just like again the whole thing where people think you're going to be bummed out because oh you're injured and you got to watch the race yeah, and i get yeah. down there and i'm just like dude this is insane like these people are so cool and just like just yeah being in that sport i guess that's when you go to like events and stuff and you probably get that it's like how mm. many people you actually if like that oh, was mangy was crazy for yeah that. that's when it becomes real like that's the first time because even when i'm racing it's like i, I you don't see that as yeah, much you're like between the tape yeah exactly and your mindset's got to be so focused on the race that you don't actually like expand to like how cool like yeah you interact with the fans but you don't have the time like that's the thing it's like you practice you recover like you're, yeah, you're, and you're like in it you're in your job kind of thing it's like if someone kind of came in now and they're like hey jace you kind of like you like, like hey, cool, see yeah hey man i'm doing a podcast <laughs> yeah, kind of thing yeah. like you're so invested in that so to have that time and then use it to like be so invested with the crowd and everyone i was like i love this sport like this is so and it, it honestly it did motivate me to like be like okay 
because remember when I said like I wasn't sure if I wanted to kind of keep doing yeah, it and all yeah. that that really gave me a new love for it to be like this is such a cool environment of people that actually follow us and like the effect that you can have because you don't you don't know the effect until someone kind of comes up to you in person and goes hey man mm. love what you're saying love what you're doing love your attitude like give me a hug and then just like and then just cruise off and you're like that was real like that yeah. was a real experience with a real person and like you can't like likes on Instagram or comments on Instagram or like all that it just doesn't really feel real yeah but when someone comes up to you in person and like I had one guy come up to me and like was pretty much in tears and he's like you helped me so much through COVID which I'm sure you've done the same with people as well but like having someone crying and giving you a hug it's like holy shit like yeah. it's like you can have that much of a positive effect on someone that lives in the in um, West Virginia in America yeah and I'm just a kid from Bright yeah. that rides a bike well and just talks some shit now and again so I'm like that was that was super cool yeah dude that is insane I want to go back to before I don't want to give you advice as an athlete I'll just give you advice as a friend <laughs> mm. um, when you said that like you're so nervous and sitting in the start line so the for, for me anyway like I get so nervous for jiu-jitsu competitions mm. like it's just a fucking very scary challenging like confronting experience because you just not you're just about to go fight someone yeah. you're not punching and shit but like he's literally trying to rip your fucking arms off yeah and like I would uh Ugh. get it fuck that swag last night <laughs> <laughs> did you like did you like Dino's set up last night <laughs> Ryan's got PTSD uh, the fucking swag you're gonna, uh, you're gonna come in tonight have a little campfire set up yeah, some yeah. Marshmallows. Wait, we should fucking get a camp stove go and make some coffees in the morning in there <laughs> <laughs> the, the, gi- the gypsy life <laughs> fuck um, yeah so I just get like insanely nervous and that there was one day there was one comp I can't remember where it was I was just fucking cooked and I mind you I hadn't lost a match in like a couple years Mm. so like and I was still getting this nervous Mm. and um and I was just like I was over it I literally was just sick of it and I'm sitting there so nervous and I was like alright dude you're either gonna do it or you're not Mm. are you gonna do it yes I will do this match okay why the fuck are you torturing yourself yeah. then? If you're going to do this and you're going to slap hands and then you're going to just start doing jiu-jitsu, hmm. then don't fucking torture yourself yeah. for the days, weeks, months leading up to it. Just fucking do it. Either do it or don't do it. Mm-hmm. And like, so I had like that, this ruthless conversation with myself. And yeah. then after that, like from, from then on, like I was still nervous, but it wasn't like, I would feel sick like exactly what you said like the nerves were just so crippling like it was just such a heavy experience and I remember um, the the last I did the state titles last year and it was before the final I was fucking so chilling dude yeah I saw a guy and I was talking to him and then I was like alright man cool like I'll do my thing Mm. just sat there no music I was just stretching and just went I just any voice I got in my head that wasn't in line with like doing this thing that i was yeah. about to do just clip it yeah. clip it from the program because it's just like you're either gonna do it or you're not yeah. and if you're gonna do it don't torture yourself on the on the lead up to it you mm. know like at some point those fucking beeps are gonna go off and you're gonna push forward and pedal down the hill and then you're in it yeah you know so it's like that to me i don't know if that resonates or helps but like that fucking helped me so much eh? Mm. to just be like i'm done i'm not not doing this yeah. anymore and like 
I never really got that nervous for motocross races, just probably because I wasn't that good, yeah. and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't ever in the hunt to win. Mm. Whereas I think with jujitsu, like because I I can win the competitions, like feels like there's more pressure, maybe. Yeah, yeah, builds it up more. Yeah, but like even when I went to Manji, not nervous at all. Yeah, just drove for four days. I was just sitting on the line chilling. I was like, I'm not going to deal with these fucking nerves. Yeah, because. When the gate drops, I'm gonna go right. Yeah. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, you can't con- like you can't you're trying to control what hasn't even happened yet. Are we trying to like worry about something that's like? Yeah. Well, you're sort of in this this mindset of like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This is gonna like you're talking mm. yourself out of something that you're yeah. eventually gonna do. My my dad gave me a really good analogy which I use all the time now, but he used to be like a rigger like on buildings and welder and whatnot, and he would say like he'd walk along these beams like 50 feet up in the air, and he said people wouldn't do it like people would be shit scared of it and it's because it's like they look at either side of the beam they don't look at if you look at the beam and you walk across it you can walk straight across it if you look at the fall you're going to fall or you're going to worry about the fall and then it's going to freak you out and you're not going to be able to do it Mm. so like i think i always say me and my girlfriend always say it now because we're like we're not looking at if we say like we're stressing out like we're not looking at the beam Mm. so it's like as soon as you start to freak out just look at the beam look at that race run look at the person you're going to find jujitsu and it's like if you're looking Mm. at that that's your focus everyone looks at the fall instead of what they actually need to do and that's where i think like that's what i was doing i got so worried about not qualifying at leger because i just got you were to, looking at the fall i was looking at the fall i was looking at not qualifying i was looking at what had just happened at uh at leo gang and it got so into my head that i was so i was just worried about letting people down i started putting their expectations on me and it was just a slippery slope and i just remember after that I was like, I'm not going back into that shit because I don't even want to do it. And then I started, I changed, I did change my mindset about being more just like, look at the beam, look at what I need to do and then doing it. Because even, it was funny because before Leo Gang, I did a post which a lot of people um, seemed to get around, but it was like changing your mindset from a result-based mindset to like an experience-based mindset. So just the experience of being over there and being able to do what I was doing and enjoying the process of it is such a win mm. that's like the result is just the cherry on top so it's like you look at the whole experience of racing a world cup or producing a podcast or whatever like that's all a win up until the point it's like just say again like what we're doing now I would say is a good experience but just say you put this online and just no one listened to it and then you looked at this whole thing as a negative yeah yeah it's yeah, like what yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I posted that and a lot of people got behind it it was like the whole thing just drop the ego do it because you love it and enjoy it and then I didn't qualify at Leo Gang. And I remember it was funny because I, I, if I'm pissed off, I just I put myself away from the group of people because I, I never want to bring people down because mm. of something that I experienced. So I got down from quality and I just rode up. There's like a little bike track next to the event. Rode up and just kind of laid on the grass for 20 minutes, like going over it in my head, trying to get out all the negativity and everything. And I'd like, I'd feel a bit positive and then I'd just think about certain things and everything. I'd get real negative again. And then I was there for about, yeah, 20 minutes just laying on the grass. And then eventually I thought about that post that I had just written like a couple of days before. And I was like, shit, man, you got to start practicing what you preach now. And I just I put a smile on my face and I went back to my tent and everyone's bummed. And I was like, ah, it's all good. Shit happens kind of thing. But it was just like, you got to keep yourself accountable. Like you got to practice what you preach. You can't just mm-hmm. preach that and then just go be the negative guy. And I think if you do stuff and put stuff out like that, you've got to, you've got to live up to it. You can't say something and then do the other thing, but 
like i'm not always positive like i was i cracked the shits but i went off and cracked the shits on my own time and yeah because yeah. i hate when you see someone has a bad time and then they think they have the the, the right to bring everyone else down mm. and i was like why is your shitty time have to bring me down i could not agree and more. it's just like sort your shit out and come back and see me when you're happy but don't come here and start whinging about shit that i had nothing to do with it's like yeah friends can help friends out but don't just whinge about it like how can we fix this mm. like look at the things that we can make to do to make this better like i think it's like you talk about stressing out or worrying i think if it's like you've literally just got a problem solve it's like what are you worrying about and then make a list of that and go well i'm worrying about because it's like if you're prepared for something and you've ticked all your boxes that's where you get your confidence from so if you're worried about oh but i didn't train hard enough it's like well you've got to train harder yeah yeah or if like you're worried about oh, i didn't sleep properly it's like well you got to sleep properly like write the things down that you worry about and then work out ways to fix that instead of just being like stressed about it and then not mm. taking any action to fix and then, it and then in the moment you can't let it stress you out in the moment because it's too late it's too and, late you're, and you're that's there the, that's the other thing that I think about too with um with like the the jujitsu stuff is like it's too late I, yeah. can't, I don't know I can't learn any more techniques yeah. I can't like what I got what I'm bringing to this yeah. match is what I'm bringing to this match and if this dude's fucking better than me this dude's better than me yeah. like there's a there's a certain point too where like worrying about something in the moment that's about to go down waste of time it's only gonna affect him in a negative way it's like the whole thing rang, run what you brung mm. it's like this is all you brung better be ready to run it yeah <laughs> but yeah there's no point stressing at that point it's like cards are on the table yeah, that's yeah, just, you gotta, yeah you've got a hand of cards yeah like when you get to the top of a start uh, like a, in the start box you've got a hand of cards yeah everyone else on the hill has got another hand of cards and then yeah. you just got to play your cards and you and can just try and, and play them right and you can stack the deck in your favour that's what people that's that what do, preparation yeah, is yeah that's what people that are winning they've just stacked the deck in their favour mm-hmm. but they've done that that's all like that's getting up early that's training harder that's sleeping right and like that all takes time and effort but you do it man because like I love when I've gone to races knowing that I've done everything every like when i said i went to mm. in the start of 2018 when i uh qualified second and got third like i remember rocking up and just being so confident and comfortable i remember there was like a triple this like random little sketchy rock triple and normally first run you kind of like scope out everything and like it, mm. you're not really warm or anything anyway it was like quite a sketchy jump and i remember coming into it and there was just all these bikes piled up to look at it because it was sketchy and i like normally i'd stop and look at it as well and i came in i saw these bikes stop and i was like i'm just gonna hit it and just sent it first lap and i was like the first guy to do it and just from that point i was just like my confidence just kept building and building and building and i like just that little bit mm. it will just build in the right direction so it's like if you can come in and but i just knew i was confident because like i just done all this i've done all the work man yeah. it's like you can't do everything right and like yeah it's obviously things can go wrong still but it's hard for things to go wrong when you do everything right yeah. it's like you tick all the boxes that need ticking you're gonna probably get a good result on that test and that was like the whole thing it's just like I went there confident feeling good rode well and like it was all so easy mm. and it's like if you do everything right life becomes so easy you see like and again it's not honestly it's not that like it's not that hard if you know what to do like mm. that's the thing now it's like I know what I need to do like I just need to repeat that that's like you just got it's it's hard to commit to it and it's hard to stay i guess motivated in it and then for like again like i said it's kind of isolating and like you've got to give up a lot of stuff but Mm. if you can do that like the process to actually do it's just you just need to get up and do it every day yeah but that that takes a lot to do but the actual processes are like they're all out there like i'm sure when you talk to Gwyn and stuff like 
he's like a lot of the top guys are very open about what they do like the, yeah nice. there's not like they're trying to keep it a secret because no. they know how hard it is to actually do the yeah. thing that they say yeah well it's like what you said you said a good thing last night when you were talking about kids that come up to you mm. and say like oh how are you so fast and then you say to them well how do you think i'm so fast yeah and nine times out of ten they'll tell you exactly yeah. what you do to be so fast yeah. it's like well just go you know go do yeah. all that yeah exactly it's so funny when they tell they literally write a list of things where they're like oh you'd probably train really like hard you probably eat well you'd probably like do all these things and i was like all right go do that yeah that's exactly what and I it's do. like they're like shocked by that like oh it's like see you don't need me to tell you you just need to like think of i think of, um what are they called i think there's like a name for them when you associate like um just say like you like think of like what a mother would be like and you'd be like caring and loving and there's yeah, like a certain name yeah, for what like yeah. those are yeah so i think with an athlete it's just like anyone knows like any kind of athlete would it's, it's all super similar you just have this like there's be a few like differences but on the whole it's like if you want to be a good athlete it's, it's writings on the wall you just need to follow it and mm. like we said if you're a good person you're probably a good athlete as well yeah so it's like just yeah just be a good person and that'll probably flow into being a good athlete yeah and the the accountability thing's huge and i think that um i think i've talked about it on here before but i think that my life got better because of this podcast because i just took very seriously doing what i said i was going to do yeah and it it becomes um and then you see the result of that and then it's like well we're going to go to manage him up all right well we're going to go to manage him up like that's Mm. not easy to do that like that's a lot of driving especially essentially we took two weeks to have one weekend of racing (laughs) and you know like when you when you're rolling out your swag and it's fucking freezing and then when you wake up in the morning and there's ice on the top of your swag and then you gotta roll it up and you got no breakfast and you fucking Mm. everyone stinks and you're in the van like it's not fucking easy to do but it's like you you say you're gonna do something and then you hold yourself accountable and i think that if you can if if you're like a person that it like your life's not going the way that you kind of want it to go it's like take some big chunk of accountability yeah like what's a thing that you you know like i'm gonna run a half marathon yeah. and you book it in and then you put it all over your social media and you tell a bunch of people you're gonna do it and then you you know you put a bunch of little safe checks in yeah. along the way to make sure that you can't do it tie a fucking charity like yeah. anyone can be like anything and it's yeah. like you don't like you could go right now and go like <clears throat> i'm super out of shape i'm gonna run a half marathon yeah. i'm gonna donate money to charity mm. i'm gonna fucking do all this shit if you make 80 bucks and give it to charity and no one knows and it's not any, like that's still a good thing you yeah. know like I, I think people get deterred by like um you see so many people that are doing these amazing things all around you and mm. you, you see the level of attention that people get or whatever and like if if you're not getting that atten- level of attention for the your pursuit or your you mm. know the thing that you're trying to be accountable for then it's like it's off-putting in a way yeah but it's like man just do the work when no one's looking mm. hold yourself accountable you know throw it out there to some people that you care about like um oh like fucking giving away that one two five it's like yeah. i've told my friends now <laughs> yeah you gotta do it i gotta yeah. fucking yeah. do it yeah. like that's been in my head for a while yeah and then i was at dinner with maddie and maddie's like you gotta give your fucking you just give it away dude mm. and then i was like fuck I do, all right i will give it away That's and then it's step. yeah but it's accountability yeah. you know and then you got these people around there's people around me mm. that will fucking hold they're like hey you said you're gonna give a fucking yeah. bike away it's like oh, all right you get you got to do it you know so like the the more 
chunks that you know like just take these yeah. chunks of accountability and like your personal life that's what signing up to a competition is yeah you know for, like i don't enjoy competing in jiu-jitsu at yeah. all like it's not a very fun experience like it's yeah. way more fun to just like roll in the gym with guys that you know and trust yeah but it's like the accountability that comes along with having a deadline of yeah. a match looming over you and then you've got to make this specific weight like there's all these different checks that you've got to be accountable for yeah. and then what happens is like let's say you got a month mm. then you fucking spend that month highly accountable to that goal yeah and then you get through the end of that month and you win or you lose or whatever it is but no matter what you're now a better person yeah like you've just dieted really good you've done all these extra training sessions you've done this extra cardio that you wouldn't normally do you studied a lot more and then you like even even if you lose the competition or you lose the match or whatever mm. it is you've got all this extra shit you put in all these extra out like you are a better person yeah, you're, you're a better version of what you were you might have took an l and yeah. it's like manji like i look at the footage of me riding in manji and i was like fuck i actually rode good yeah. like i did pretty good there because every single thursday before that race i went and did motos mm. and then every weekend i went and did motos and i like really tried hard and i yeah. like i fucking had a crack at it you yeah. know and then i we I, and then i i went to i went to jujitsu a lot more because i wanted to get fit so yeah. it's like just to fucking bite off these big chunks of accountability yeah. hold yourself to them and fucking you will improve yeah i i totally agree with that because i think a lot of people aren't accountable for their actions and as soon as you put into your head you are where you are right now because of no one else but yourself mm. like you are in this shit situation because of you and that's it and it's like but people come up with these excuses but oh because this person fucked me around or because of this or that and you're like dude you can't keep telling yourself that story because that story like and i learned a long time ago um no one really gives a shit about excuses nah. like and it's like a pretty like cutthroat thing but like on like a world cup result sheet if your name's at the bottom there's no little paragraph next to that said oh but you had an injury oh but you had this oh but you had that your result is there and that's the same in life if you're not where you want to be do you want to go up to everyone oh but this happened to me oh but that happened to me or do you just want to like be like i'm not doing the right shit and i'm just coming up with excuses to ease the pain it's just like people would rather what is it people would rather tell um a nice lie than a harsh truth mm. and it's just like you need to tell yourself the harsh truth and you need to like learn from that and keep moving forward if you just keep telling yourself this lie is like oh but i'd be here if barry didn't screw me around i'd be here because yeah, of that. my fucking ex did you're, this. you're not going anywhere man you're draining people and you are stuck you are stuck in this one place and you will just keep going backwards not forwards and it's just like as soon as you see like i'm i forgot how old i was but i remember i um I think I crashed at a race or something, but I had like I had a heap of I was like bad luck, but it was just like things happened to me, and I remember I think I was writing a post being like oh I got this, but this, and I, as I was writing it, I was just like I do that all you just delete it. Yeah, like, I was like this. I was like no one cares, yeah, like yeah. literally no yeah. one cares. Like <laughs> yeah. I I got this because of just me, yeah. and like yeah you could look at it as bad luck or like oh, someone did me wrong or whatever, but no that's that's what I had today. And it was like, it clicked with me. I was like, no one gives a shit about excuses. It's up to you 
to to do as well as you can and if you don't learn from that and move forward with like a new like make a new plan this isn't working like the whole idea of what is a insanity is just doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result yeah so many people do that i I did that i used to do that i used to do the same thing i still do it in a bunch of areas yeah a lot of people do it so it's like something's not working change it yeah change one thing and then if maybe that that might help or change another thing like constantly just like have a goal but be be like lenient or not lenient but like be be diverse on how you approach that goal if it's mm. not working if you haven't got there and you've put like five years into something or like a year or something's like maybe someone's going to change maybe you've got to push a bit harder or not push so hard or talk to different people like open up the idea that this isn't working how do we make it work talk to new people about it like the, it's up to you like it's all up to you yeah and i think um the the thing too is like i really believe and full disclosure full disclaimer i ain't fucking perfect i'm not saying this is a dude that's got all my life figured out yeah this is some shit that's worked for me if you think it's fucking worthwhile trying your life maybe have a go yeah if you don't don't listen to me i don't fucking have all the answers but it's um i really genuinely believe that you get what you want in life yeah and so you could have all these things in your life but how bad do you want it yeah, so you could you could be in this place, right? And you could be sitting there and you could be like, fuck, I really wish my life was like this. I really wish I had this. I really wish I didn't have these problems. Yeah. It's like, hey, you get what you want. Yeah. You actually, you do want this. Yeah. Because if you didn't, you'd have something different. Yeah. Or you'd be working towards something different to the point where you'd know that in the future you're about to get this. Yeah. You don't become, like at no point... Um, there's a bunch of stuff in my life I'm not like super stoked on yeah. there's a bunch of shit I'd love to change and but there's but how a, bad do you want to change it that's the thing yeah, obviously not I, enough well I so I don't feel stuck yeah so I might not have the things that I would like to not even things but I'd the situations that I'm in aren't exactly the situations that I'd want to be in mm. but I can see a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and I'm working towards that and yeah. it makes the situations that I'm in that aren't great bearable mm. i don't feel stuck here yeah. i'm not looking for answers i'm like i've got a plan i'm working towards this i can see it's happening so it's like i might not have what i want in that sense but i'm working towards it towards, i know yeah. i'm working towards it and i'm i'm there's light at the end of the tunnel right yeah but if you're just like stuck and you're like oh it's fuck I don't know what to do man i don't know i don't know how to fix it i you know or someone's complaining about this it's like well do you do this and they're like well no because it's like well no you don't want to you get what you want and if you're not there yet and you're not working towards it and you're still looking at it as like a this thing off in the distance that you don't have I wish I had this then it's just like you don't actually want that and I and the thing that taught me that is the harsh reality of like when I come back from America and I just wasn't I didn't end up being the person that I thought I was going to be over there. Yeah, Why? Because you wanted it I enough. didn't want it bad enough. Yeah. I'm saying this out of harsh personal experience. Yeah. I I feel like in a lot of ways I just like fucked a, like a really great opportunity in some senses. Yeah. Like yeah, I did some amazing things and I had like a really cool time over there, but in terms of like being successful and like the things that I said I wanted, I didn't yeah. want them. I didn't yeah. work towards those things you just kinda enough. Them. I liked the idea of that yeah. thing. Oh, I want to be, I want to have a fucking six pack. I want to be able to do this. I want to be fast on the bike. Yeah. I want to be, it's like, that, yeah, bro, that's a fucking pipe dream. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's just the, that's just a, a wish that you have. Like you actually don't want it. If you don't have it and you can't see the, like the light towards the end of the tunnel of the work 
that you're putting in, then you actually don't want it. You just like the idea of yeah. it. The idea makes you feel good. Yeah. Because do you know Eric Thomas? He's a motivational speaker. No. He has this real famous, he's at like, I think he's at a school or university. He does this speech, like real, it's real motivating. And um, in it, he just says, you don't want it. You just kind of want it. It's like, mm. you don't want it as bad as you want to sleep. You don't want it as bad as you yeah, want to party. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all these other things, you want more than that. Yeah. So it's like, if you want that thing, you'll create a way to get that thing. And I think like an example, like me and my girlfriend, like she lives in Tasmania. There was a pandemic. I'm going overseas. Like there's so much shit that I could just be like too hard. I don't want it. But like, I really wanted that. So I created a way to make that work. And like, we're so solid now from, from doing that. But it's like, it's like you say, you want something, you'll figure out a way. Like, and like, it might be hard, but if the, it's how bad you want that thing. Mm. If I just said, oh, I don't really want to catch a flight. Like, it, it, like it's work to make it, to make it work takes work. But I'm yeah. so happy that I put in that work because I wanted it that badly. And it's like you say, if you find something that you want that badly, you'll create a way instead of an excuse. Yeah, and then it, and then it just like it doesn't feel, yeah. Like I said, all the things that I kind of would like to have in my life, it doesn't feel like. I mean, who knows? Like buying my own house is like something I'd be just super stoked on. Yeah, and it's like I don't, I really don't know when that happens, but it's like I don't feel bummed about it because I feel like I'm working. Yeah. I feel like it's I, I, even though I don't know the roadmap, I don't know what it looks like. I'm not bummed, you yeah. know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not that fucking bummed on it. I feel like I'm on the the right track and I yeah. I do want it and I am doing, you know, doing the work to get there. I think it's when you, yeah, you sort of like, no, you can't even see a roadmap to it. Yeah. That, that's what's like, all right, well, if you can't see a roadmap and if there's no light at the end of the tunnel, then like you actually don't want this thing. Yeah. If you really wanted it, there'd be some wheels in motion. You'd be fucking, you know, you'd be getting closer. Well, that's a big thing as well. I think a lot of people go through life and they don't even know what they want. Mm. Like they really don't know. Like I always joked around when people called me lucky for like the job I get to do. And I'd be like, what do you want to do? And they'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. And I was just like, how am I lucky? I like, I had to I le- know what I'd want to do. Yeah, I at least came up with like knowing what I want. Like just start with that man. And then, mm. and then put effort into that. But when, yeah, when people like don't even know what they want to do, you're like, well, I can't help you. Yeah, yeah. Literally, it's like I can't even put give you advice on how to get the thing if you don't even know what the thing is. So yeah, I I feel, yeah. I think an easy way, not an easy way. The way that you find out what you like to do is to cross off a bunch of things you don't like yeah, to do. Yeah, I've I've had that in my head since I was a kid. Eh? Like I worked at one of my first job out of school, so I worked at like a grocery store. And then I worked at uh, a video, like a video easy. Yeah. And then I did. And you don't want to do that shit. Yeah, I knew I didn't want to do that. And then I worked at Sizzler washing dishes. Definitely. Well, this all comes to back to the pain motivating you to not. Because I remember because I, I went to TAFE for welding and I hated it. Like I love welding. It's a cool skill to have and I'm glad I've got it. But going to TAFE, man, like half the like conversations would be just like a, just doing burnouts. Like it was pretty. <laughs> just like, doing burnouts. Just like. The, did was, you go to TAFE with Jack Miller? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's out the back yeah, yeah. Um, but dude it was pretty funny like sometimes I'd go and you just hear the conversations I'd be having about like getting trouble with the police and like just being like just dickheads and I was like this is not where I want to be but I remember that motivation to be like if my writing doesn't go right this could be this is this, my life this could yeah. be option B yeah and it was like I'm glad I went through that to see like the pain of like if this doesn't work that's what happens and i think it's good to have that to like give you that i really want this because mm. i don't want that yeah what's the what's the phrase paralysis by analysis oh yeah i think is the phrase that that like people coin for 
just you don't know what to you want to do so you don't do anything yeah and then a cool thing on the Gwyn podcast that we spoke about and we kind of talked about a bit last night but it's just like oh you know like mountain biking that's because you're not real good at it yeah like spend some time to get good you don't like the guitar that's because you can't play the guitar yeah i'm sure you'd like it if you could fucking play every carlos santana song yeah you know what i mean like you you need to invest there's a certain level of uh proficiency that you need to gain in any skill for it to become enjoyable Mm. it's like i don't like running guess what have you ever run fucking suck at running yeah and it's like i kind of know i probably don't even want to put in the work to get good at running yeah you know what i mean yeah I, it is yeah yeah I, I fully get what you mean like people like they'll write something off that they hate when it's like have you done it more than once or twice yeah like because how good is that when you like something clicks like yeah. you'll be start you'll start to do something whether like no matter what it is and you have this kind of like aha moment where you're like oh oh i just did like i just played that song perfectly I didn't make a mistake or i just hit that jump yeah and i feel like once you get that moment that's it's like okay now we'll start like i think it like once that happens it starts to compound and like the knowledge and everything of like yeah. whatever you're investing in and that's a good feeling and then once you get to there you're like i love this this is awesome but you gotta like crack through that first barrier yeah and that's why i think most people like just say like new year's resolution or something like they'll get a gym membership go, yeah. go twice they'll start a new skill do it twice like it's just like that commitment to actually chasing after something and i think like like i honestly really love because i feel like i'm i i love motivating people into like going after that kind of stuff because i feel like i was someone that like i honestly besides riding as a kid was not good at anything like i wasn't bad but I wasn't good it was like even at school I was terrible at school like I kind of like had nothing so I felt like I was one of those kids that kind of just like you just kind of float by and Mm. just had no real proper direction and then when I found riding at um like I got so good at it and elevated me so high and then obviously yeah you wanted to do the thing that you were good at yeah and then you chase after it man it's so fulfilling when you actually like have that thing that you can put all your energy into and then can like then by doing that can like motivate other people and like get them into something and i think if i can look at like hey i was that kid that wasn't that smart wasn't that good at anything got really good at something to the point where i was like a full-time job and i can travel around the world like i look at other people i'm like what do you want to do because Mm. if you want to do something man like you can do it like i have this analogy like i want to be the guy at the top of the slide that like pushes you down Mm. because it's like you'll look down and it's like oh but it's it's pretty far down there and it's pretty long i just i love being the guy that just gives someone a push because like you get as soon as you get the push man you get the momentum after that that you can you use your own momentum to like get to the bottom i just want to be the guy that just gives that little push like you can do it just give it a try like commit your time wisely make a plan go after it make it happen but that's like my big thing now that i really enjoy doing is just being the push guy like i always like get the fuck (laughs) just boot him (laughs) go on get out of me because it's so good like i um remember i came on this last time i came hold that thought i gotta piss again fuck (laughs) all right i got i got out i got a good thought yeah actually oh, i need i need to tell, p- tell ronan so that you uh, remember it oh being hydrated sucks yeah i'm up here again as well i need to pee too <laughs> you know i was thinking the other day how fucked is it like our whole lives are going to be documented mm. imagine when you're 80 and you're in the nursing home and you can just look back through everything i wonder how that's gonna feel <laughs> fuck is ronan <laughs> like looking back it's gonna feel weird eh like dude that's a I wonder l- how attached you'll be to like your youth well think about now when you see parents have kids and they make their kids an Instagram 
yeah, for nah. their kids. So like their kids born and they're literally their first photo is them in like the hospital. Yeah. And like I'm do you hand that Instagram over to your kid once they're 15, 16? Like when does that go? Okay. Now this is this you. is you. This and is and you're you like are. so you've literally got your entire life tracked. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I was talking um yesterday to Gwyn about um like cuz he's on intense. Hmm. I saved for like years to buy an Intense M1. Yeah. And I didn't even have a photo of it. Yeah. I literally, like, we just didn't have, like, we didn't really have a camera as a kid. Yeah. We, so much of your childhood doesn't get documented nah, and now we, it's everything. Yeah. We got, like, we got a bunch of photos from when we were young, but, like, we really just didn't, we weren't that family. Like, we just yeah. really didn't take that many photos, you know? Probably good. Like, it's good and bad because a lot of time, like... I wish now I could you go had a little bit more, yeah. Bit a- there's, like, again, there's a spectrum of, like, too much. And then mm. there's, like, I feel like now it's too much. But back then, like, a few photos would be cool just to, like, have some memories. Yeah, and, like, no video. Literally yeah. zero. I don't have any video of me as a kid. It's fucking bizarre. It's weird, isn't it? It's like Jace just came out at 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And then much. he's everywhere. Yeah, it's like, yeah. where are you as a child? Fucking making up for it. <laughs> you cunts will know my name. Um, yeah, so you, you're talking about, oh, the push? Yeah, like, giving people a push. So, um it's like the whole idea of just investing in people, I think. And you get such a, like, I get such a, a rewarding feeling from that. But when I came in the podcast last time, I kind of gave my brother a bit of shit because he was very attached to his phone. And he just had a little girl as well. And he'd always, like, video um, his daughter, which is, I understand, like, he wants to share his daughter. Um, and that's the way he's doing it. I got that. But I'm also like, that's not, like, as a, as a kid, like, do you want, like, her earliest memories are probably going to be a phone in her face. Mm. And I was like, is that a good habit to start from such a young age? And he even said, like, she would, like, try and grab at it because it's a shiny toy, man. It's like, mm. and it does all these cool, like, they don't know what it's doing, but you press a button, like, it's very stimulating, especially to a child. And I just saw it as, like, not being that great. And I remember coming on here and I talked about it. Anyway, when I met him, when I went home, um, it was actually funny because, you know, I said I would call him and, like, he'd always answer straight away. Mm. When I was driving home from here, I called him and he didn't pick up and I was like, oh, he's actually missed it for once. Anyway, get back and, like, see him. And I kind of like chatted to him about that. I was like, I didn't want to like, like give you shit, but I was just like, that's how I feel. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I get you. And I was like, if I write you like a training program with a, a few different things, um, I'll, I'll do that, but you've got to delete all your social media and I'll write you a training program. Anyway, he's like, Ugh. I was like, come on, like that's a, that's a fair deal. So anyway, he deletes all these um, social media, like all YouTube, Instagram, everything. Um, and I was like, oh, he did it. It's like, I'll write you a program. So that night I just wrote down a program and it just kind of like had some like just simple things like um, just like a little bit of gym, meditation, like trying like cooking new things, like just basic stuff. Anyway, sending the program, I didn't see him for like two weeks or so. And then he, I think he either came around to mine or went to his and I saw him and I was like, oh, have you like downloaded social media again yet? He's like, no, nah, I actually haven't. And I feel really good. And I started meditating like every day. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, every day I meditate for 20 minutes and like started doing a bit more exercise and stuff and instantly got like just happier and mm. like just more and like it was it was so cool to see that like he really like the biggest thing he got out of it was the meditation and now mm. he meditates, he meditates more, like more than me. Like he really got attached to that and then he really started to see like his habit that what he was doing and then he saw it in my dad because my dad would go on his phone a bit and he's like, saying how's like oh it's pretty bad see dad always on his phone he's like dude that was you and mm. i like i saw that in you and now you see it in dad it's kind of like funny because when you're in it you don't see it mm. and he's fully changed like he's 
mindset and how he is as a person and like it was so cool that like he just needed that little push to like mm. to get into meditation and get away from social media that that was it like and again we're like we're not saying like we're perfect people and we've got it all figured out but i think we've got little like triggers that can really help people and that little trigger of just meditating and then not looking at your phone man it's like honestly changed like his whole life in a positive way which i am so stoked about and he's more engaging with his daughter and all that stuff and that just took this small little thing mm. and to me dude i get so much fulfillment out of like being able to help my brother who i love so much in this little way and it's like i only know that because i guess i learned it from someone else and then you just yeah, pass that yeah, on yeah and i guess what you do is just pass that on to 300 700 like like thousands and thousands of people so it's like but i guess it's hard for you to get that reaction back so i got that back in mm. so personal that it was so like that to me i was like i just want to keep doing that yeah and i guess the this is like the biggest scale to do it well for me anyway like i i, I don't know any other way where i can touch this many people in a positive way besides yeah. your podcast and i think that's why like I look at it and like give it the respect I feel like it needs because especially after that first one, man, like I told you the reaction from that was mm. in absolutely insane. Like, and I think even to the second one, like I got a bit nervous to do the second one because it's like the whole thing, like Gwyn said, like once you build something up so high, yeah, like you've kind of feel like you've got to keep that level or else it's a letdown. Yeah. And I definitely got a bit nervous. Like the first one, I wasn't nervous at all, man. I was on this like life high and everything yeah. was going well. And then the second one, I was like, oh shit, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta keep my game up there. And then this one, honestly, it's kind of gone back to just like, yeah, that's what I was stoked. Like you're, you've, you've reached the. There's a few people that come on, and then you just reach like the. Oh, we're just friends. Yeah. Like I literally don't give a fuck what we talk about. Like yeah. you're just my friend, and yeah. if we sit here and talk like. I'm going to talk to you. This conversation that we've had today is like the basically same one the same yeah. one we had at dinner and then yeah. the same, well, except we watched Jacko Strong's fucking <laughs> quarantine at breakfast, so we didn't really talk about much at Brecky. Yeah. But yeah, and then like Luke Kidgel's like that. He just comes on, fucking says that everyone's Sammy. You yeah. Know, I, lo- I like these kind of ones. It's just easy, hey? Yeah, it's low, easy. Low and pressure. Because then like the first one we did, I knew you for a whole of 20 minutes before we sat down for three and a half hours. Yeah. So it's like, I thought it went, like it went well, but it's like you're not like we were not friends like we were just like we, yeah. we knew each other and that was it and then the second one's like you kind of get a bit more of a connection or whatever and then it just gets to the point where you're like you just chatting shit with your buddy yeah which i think people like uh, that's like what i think people like in a podcast it's not this like yeah how do you feel about mountain biking i feel great how do you feel about podcasting e-bikes eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, the um yeah so dean's been asking me about i said i'd had a story to tell him but I was like, I actually want to save this for the podcast. Yeah. But so you asked me the other night, you're like, oh, so how does like the, you get the guests on or whatever and people hit you up. Basically the rule is if you hit me up and I don't know who you are and you ask to come on the podcast, 99.99 recurring percent chance that I don't want you to come on the podcast. Because to be honest, I don't even like fucking coming on here. So if you want to come on here, like you're fucking weird. <laughs> no, not really. But you know, like to, to feel like to me, I'm like, fuck if this at any point to anyone sounds like I am just on this fucking thing, shamelessly promoting myself, hmm. then like I'm a kook. Yeah. And then if I get those vibes off anyone, but like, so you hit me up, but you come like co-signed with a bunch of people, like a bunch of people had already told me to get you on. So like, yeah there is like exceptions but anyway we so this this will tell you my level i'm gonna fucking brag about myself for a second here my level of commitment to not having fucking shit come on the podcast so 
I got sent a DM by Grant Cardone. Do you know who Grant Cardone is? Don't know. Type in on Instagram, Rose. Let's get him up. I actually love how you can do this. Like, just pull it up and you're like, okay, let's have, yeah, let's let's have a look. Let's have a fucking deep dive. Yeah, Grant Cardone, bang, there you go. 3.4 million oh. followers, public figure. Let, let's read his bio. Cardone Capital, undercover billionaire, 10X movement, Cardone Ventures, 10X incubator, 10X health system, investor. I feel like... Real estate training. I feel like the thing that undercover billionaire, like that straight away is like a contradiction on itself. I think he did a show though that did was he? called Under, Undercover Billionaire. <laughs> Telling everyone you're a billionaire doesn't really make you undercover though. Yeah, yeah. So like, imagine wearing a shirt at a party, undercover cop and being like, <laughs> are you a cop? No. <laughs> no, are you a cop? <laughs> would a cop um, wear this? Yeah. Would a cop wear a t-shirt that says I'm an undercover cop? <laughs> you're being Don't weird. think so, bro. <laughs> you're being weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he uh, puts on his story... Uh, Maybe it was like one of these posts, but he puts on there like, podcasters hit me up. I want to do 10 podcasts um, or like whatever. So I like wrote in this big long email of like, hey, we've actually got this US studio, but we're in Australia. I've built this thing from scratch. This is my story. Kind of just crapped on, like did a bit of a sell. Um, Anyway, got the email back from his assistant and yep, you're booked in. It was supposed to happen yesterday, I think. Yeah. Um, Or what's today? third or something yeah so it was supposed to happen yesterday and um and then anyway uh yep you're booked in sweet and then here's the list of topics so first of all oh so first of all it was 20 minutes and i was like well that's not really a podcast i'll just ask one question so my plan was is he was going to come on and i was gonna say hey grant g'day how are you fucking thanks for coming on uh what do you think about what we're talking about about wealth and being rich yeah. I was like, you're a guy that's rich. Are you wealthy? Yeah. What's the difference? And just yeah. for 20 minutes, I was just going to explore that because it's something that's been on my mind lately and I would be interested in hearing about that. I don't know if I could read the email. It's probably got some kind of like legal type clause or whatever. But um, anyway, basically, I get sent this um, email back. Like, these are the topics Grant would like to talk about his new Florida investment that for just $1,000 the everyday investor person could so and it just, was just, just like treating you as an ad yeah it was just you're a, an ad yeah it was just like a 20 minute 20 minutes he'd have the same fucking speech that he'd yeah. say to everybody else but 3.5 million followers and uh, you know probably good to fucking get to talk to a billionaire at any, uh, billionaire I don't know how much he's worth but um, he's undercover yeah he's undercover about it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and I just pretty much wrote back and just said, hey, this isn't really our deal. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I basically sent back the kindest fuck you possible. Yeah. So Grant Cardone, I'll email this clip to you. If you'd yeah. like to come and do the podcast properly for three hours with no questions, welcome on the show. Yeah. If not, I ain't fucking putting the gang so, through that bullshit. It would be so good. It's like, imagine if you just agree to it and they come on and you just ask them the question you wanted to. And then it's just like, oh, just fucking shit me that way. Like, I mean, no, nah, actually it didn't shit me the guy like that's probably good business like he's yeah. pro- probably doing good business it's just not what I'm about yeah exactly so, but that's like the whole thing it's like I guess his fame or his followers can then change how you run your business where it's yeah, like yeah which I don't want that yeah exactly Yeah, it's like it's like it doesn't matter what you like because like you said him you him being on here could grow it but it's Massive, not growing yeah. it's not growing it the way you want it to grow so it's just like yeah no, yeah, I, like that shit just does it it isn't important to me yeah you know like the and the numbers and like getting the podcast bigger and all like that's good i need that to happen like that's a thing that has to happen 
but like it ain't a win at all cost yeah. type fucking scenario like I, I'm not prepared I to, guess that's like the same as an athlete like doping or something to get better results but they don't really believe that like that's not the right way to do it but you mm. can do it it's sim- it's kind it's yeah. in a weird way similar to that I think you can relate to that because it's like you do getting what you want but not the way you want to get it yeah and yeah. it's just like yeah if you can you can step away from that so yeah that's uh that's the level of fucking we're doing it we're doing it this way yeah i ain't fucking around with these clowns so maybe just maybe get him on then you can go on a trip yeah I'd love, <laughs> love to get you on. get the numbers up and you get out of here get, nah. on, get on his jet i guess but, i mean all... that's the fuck it's crazy like that's the world eh? like i think the... it all comes down to like what do you want to sell your soul for yeah it's like comes down to that price is like you you get this but you got to do this and yeah. it's like where are your values and morals where do they come in and like how far will you go with something before you're like this is this is not me but that's such a slippery slope as well because then you're like oh because imagine if you did it numbers blow up gets mm. real big someone else comes hey i saw what you did with that guy yeah i've got 10 million yeah followers. that's what i thought about all that but it's just like again who gives a fuck yeah you know like you could think oh then he could come on then i could but nah but I, I don't think like, i don't think that's a good thing though nah. i think that's a bad thing because it's like you're on this slippery slope and then you start going the wrong direction and like i'm sure a lot of like hardcore gypsy tales gang mm. fans would just be like this and is you know, not what i'm about well the thing is too right is it's not even about like it goes a bit deeper than even like my morals or like me wanting the show to be a certain way what happens if like someone in florida listening to the podcast gives that dude a thousand dollars yeah i don't fuck it they might yeah. not have a thousand dollars to give like yeah. and the thing is so that that podcast that i spoke about wealth um, Naval, just it's on Spotify and YouTube. Naval, how to get rich? N A V A L. It's fucking amazing. It's free, yeah, and it's three and a half hours of like incredible money advice, yeah. and not just money advice, just life advice in general. And mm-hmm. everybody should read it, uh, should listen to it. And he says he's like, I can't charge for this, yeah, because if I'm charging money for money advice, yeah, then. I'm being disingenuous. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you've got so much money and this is kind of this, if you've got so much fucking money yeah. that you want to tell people how to make money, why are you charging them for it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why do you, what, wait, so you need more money? Yeah. Oh, so you're not as rich as you said you yeah, were, yeah, yeah. you know, like you don't see Elon Musk when he eats Doge, uh, when he tweets Doge to the moon. Yeah. Like, He's not fucking charging people for that advice. He's not He's not charging people for money advice. He's the fucking richest cunt in the world. Mm. And he's just giving... He's like, yeah, I'm good. Here's the fucking info and you, you do it if you can, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was the real thing I thought about. I was like, man, imagine if like someone listens to that podcast, trusts me enough... And then goes and does it. And then goes and buys whatever this dude's selling. Yeah. And it's just like that's what I just didn't want to fuck with also, I was like I don't know about that also it's crazy with like you know how you say like it's free advice and like even this podcast is free it's like so much stuff is free and this is kind of like a semi off topic but I find it so funny how people will like hate on things that are free mm. and I compare it to just say like your Instagram or the podcast or whatever imagine if you're a person you go into just say your podcast is a store my Instagram is a store imagine if you walked into someone's store down the street walked in looked around at all the shelves and stuff and go this sucks your store is shit yeah, yeah, I yeah. hate it here why do you even have this store this sucks you should do that yeah. you should do this you and, should do that and then they walk out and leave and then they come back the next day and do the same thing I'm like 
why do you keep coming back to you this? You keep looking at yeah, my store. Yeah, it's like, why do you keep coming back and shitting all over my store yeah. and saying how much it sucks? You never it, buy nothing. Yeah, and it's all free. Everything it's free. I, you everything, just take anything yeah, you want. Yeah, you take anything you want. But it's like, no, because, dude, I... um. Like, I posted some stuff that got some hate. And I just told the guy, I'm like, don't follow me, man. Mm. Like, you don't have to. And then his response was like, um, I think it was something... Like, he didn't unfollow me. He's like, no, nah, look, I'm not going to do that because, like, I follow you for your writing. But I think the shit you're saying is real stupid. I was like... Shut the fuck up. I was like, just leave then. But don't, like, come at me, like, aggressive yeah. when I'm like, oh... He's like, if you want, you can just block me. And I was like, I don't want to block you. I just don't want to have this argument with you. But yeah, I just find yeah. it so funny. Stop coming into my store saying how the store sucks. And then leaving and then coming back the next day and be like, I, like if I see stuff that has a negative reaction to me on like Instagram or something, I just unfollow it. I was like, I don't yeah. need that in my life. Oh, man. Yeah, the, the, the one that I love too is when like the YouTube comments and you'll see people being like, oh, well, this and this and this about like the podcast. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, can you please shoot me a link to your podcast with Brian Deegan? Yeah. And I'll study the fuck out of it. Yeah. And copy everything that you did. Yeah. Oh, are you... You've ne- you've never done a podcast yeah. with Brian Brian Deegan. Yeah. What what about Travis Pastrana? Have you? Oh, so you've never you've never done this. Yeah. But I I'm supposed to take your advice. Yeah. Ah, uh, I actually no. I think I'm just going to ignore this comment. Imagine people it. legitimately think they could like tell you how to do how to your do it, job. Yeah. It's like you don't do this fucking job. I wouldn't listen. Yeah. If if you're a if you were like if, if Rogan says you should, probably should have done this different. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I would. I'd but you can also advice. you can also give advice. It's not like that could be like real positive. If someone's like, "Oh, maybe you should ask this question" or something like that. But like people don't normally ask, like say it in a nice way. They just yeah, shit, yeah, they just shit on it. But it's like imagine Christmas is coming up. Imagine you get like a Christmas present off someone and you just shit all over it. You're like, dude, it's a present. It's free. you you didn't pay for that it's like you get someone some new like moto boots or something like dude these suck I don't even like white like why would you get me this you could have done this so much better and you're like didn't cost you anything man yeah you're missing the point (laughs) yeah it's a it's yeah I just I find it so funny when people hate on shit that they don't even pay for it's Mm. like that you can just either look the other way or like do whatever you want with it but you're not paying for that thing it's like I understand if like you buy something off someone and it's not yeah, what you wanted, yeah, but it's like yeah. you've invented or it was what was advertised. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, dude. It's like you just put up a thing. Oh, I did a podcast with Brian Deegan. It's like it's and free. It's free, and that's Watch what it. and that's what it is. <laughs> it's it's not like I pop up on the screen and just like start talking like Brian. Deegan. But I guess pe- people, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, the, that's, uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fuck. It's just a pretty. It's a hard world in that sense. But if you put yourself out there. You just, got to be fucking yeah. down with the down with the bullshit you know yeah i copped a fair bit of it when i was in quarantine which was like the most unhealthy thing to do because like honestly in quarantine like you're already like kind of fucked up yeah like i wasn't like oh, the first week wasn't too bad i got a lot of shit done and then the second week by about day eight or nine it was a bit like we've still got a lot of time and the thing that i because i remember last time we came on here we talked about the suicide rate in australia was way higher than the actual covid deaths and I just was like, in my thought, I was like, you put, you're putting healthy people in a possibly sick environment. Like I went in there and like healthy guy, I 
been vaccinated not promoting that it will do or don't but i had been tested negative like three times and i was like okay so i've done all this and you're putting me in a box and i still gotta sit in the box you gotta put me in a box and i was like physically i'm fine mentally this could really mess me up anyway i just kind of promoted that i felt like you're putting healthy people in an environment where they could damage them mentally and possibly commit suicide which has killed more people in the same time that COVID had happened and i put that out there and then people started like attacking me saying how like no that's not true and this and that and i was like dude i'm in it right now i don't feel very good like Mm -hmm. and like i feel like i've got my shit pretty well sorted to deal with my emotions but someone going into that same situation that might already be a bit mentally scarred or something mm. might go it might be that that might be the starting point to then spiral into a yeah. in a bad place so i was just more or less promoting that that i just didn't think it was the right thing for people that had done the right thing by being vaccinated or, or like being tested and everything like yeah. that so i just promoted that but then did some of the, like the comments and backlash and i was like you literally like I was already not feeling great and then people were like what would you know you're wrong and I was like I know how I feel right now yeah, and it's yeah. not good and you're telling me like no oh, you're full of shit you should feel good like you should be great and I'm like oh man this is so it made me kind of think about it and I was just like even to the point where I was just like I don't know how much I want to like like prod this thing because mm. it can like yeah people like because it's a super touchy subject and I was like I want to be able to promote I guess what I think but then being in that situation where you've got like i had no one to really fall back to like you've, mm. you're isolated like two weeks by yourself like the nurses come and like do like a swab every like two three days but they're full pp you don't see like a face for two weeks mm. you're like in this little box and it was um yeah like the last the last few days i was like this is not great like i was uh i was definitely not stoked on it i was like this is this could be really bad for someone that's not not man well. i saw some fucking gnarly videos of people just freaking out in quarantine yeah. like hectic shit and the cops were fucking bashing them and it was just like oh, oh man it was full on dude i can't remember that was another reason for me to just kind of like dip on the fucking social thing as yeah. well i'm like i don't really need to see any of this yeah it's, you can't really control what you think about after you see something like yeah. that Dude, even like to the same extent like i didn't really want to look at my phone before we did the podcast because like i didn't want something to like mm. trigger a negative emotion Derail, yeah yeah and it's funny because even when i race world cups now world champs and stuff i like i don't try and look at instagram or facebook or anything in the morning before i compete because it's like you could see something that could really trigger you in the wrong way and then that's in your brain and it's like you just don't need that shit and i think that's like you know we talk about when you're in that mode you don't really associate with the fans so much because you could associate with someone that like has a weird experience yeah Yeah. that comes up to you and just like oh man and then it like kind of puts you yeah puts you in this weird headspace like you kind of want to control your environment so Mm. everything that happens you know it's gonna happen yeah that makes so much sense so you can just like run through your day and like you just want everything to kind of run the way you think it should run well that that was the biggest reason like i think i started thinking about that with the whole like tv thing because like my ex when i live with my ex and she'd put on like Love Island or some fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then you're just hearing all this drama and it's just like weird, like just weird yeah. shit. And I'm like, I'm hearing this and then I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to think about yeah. this. But you can't, like, it's like I'm talking English. You can't just decide to not hear the words that I'm saying. Yeah. You know English. Yeah. You yeah. have no control over that. And then you process the words that i'm saying there's no choice here there's no free will in like what you 
think in reaction to what I say, if I just start saying some super fucked up weird shit right now, like yeah, I'll just, you I'll block just, your ears and walk out, yeah, but yeah. like you've heard something, yeah. you know, I'm at your mercy of what you wanted me to feel. Fucking oath, man. And, and people don't place enough importance on that in their day-to-day life. Yeah. That's why like being around toxic people is so yeah. fucking bad. That's why listening to dumb shit on the fucking radio or like even fucking ads and stuff, you know, like mm. you yeah, that sucks, but it's my a lot of my income is like YouTube ads and shit, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's like there's a lot of this like weird fucking like TV when you listen to TV through the, you know, through the week. Yeah. Um it's just there's all these Cuz it can be a small man. thing yeah. can trigger you yeah. and trigger such a bad like Mm-hmm. A bad emo- and yeah like you say sometimes when you yeah you just something pops up and you feel you be on this high you be real happy or something and then yeah you go turn yep. the tv and then it's just like yeah. this many people died in this accident and you're like oh, dude, dude even jacko man when i was living with jacko like he was super into the covid stuff and yeah. all the listening to different doxes about the and i'm like oh, bro i can't hear yeah. this shit yeah man. i don't want to think about this all day like i've got other shit to do yeah it's a spiral because you like spiral into it because i know like i said when i was overseas like i listened to a lot of stuff because i was quite interested like what is happening in australia because obviously i'm in europe you don't hear anything so i'd get on youtube every now and again and like look at stories and stuff that are happening and dude it would put me in the worst state mm. of mind like worst state of mind ever and i would see that and i'd just be like like i remember i think i was at a, i think it was at a race somewhere and like some I think, I don't know if somewhere went back into lockdown. I don't know if it was Melbourne or something, like something big happened. And I think people started reposting and that's where I saw it. And I remember like clicking on it and watching it and I just put me in this shit mood and I'm like, I'm going to race, man. Like I don't, mm. like, don't want to focus on that stuff. Yeah. It just like pulled me out of this like mindset and changed it. And I was like, oh dude, it can like, yeah. You can the get- Melbourne riots is what fucked me up. Yeah. When, when that was going down, like I, I was even talking to a friend, she just moved to Sydney and, um, I was talking to her and I, I just said, oh man, I'm just in like a weird place about this whole Melbourne thing. And she's yeah. like, why? You're not in Melbourne? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, fuck, feels like I am. Yeah. Like I can't get away from this shit. Like, and then I get people sending me stuff and then there's people from America being like, what's going on? And yeah. it's just like, I, not even there. Yeah. Fuck. I hated the division it put between people, especially like, I remember you'd see someone would post like a, like a riot video or something happening or like people protesting and then you'd get people just say from like Queensland or, or not or, yeah. or Perth or something be like oh they're, they're so ungrateful they're like and there's like exactly, and yeah. hating on them so and then you click on their thing and they're like some influencer that's been at the beach their life hasn't changed at all 100%. and I was like how can you judge these people that have been in lockdown for like yeah 200 and something days I'm like I don't condone what they're doing but you also not you're not in their shoes hey, cause effect yeah cause effect cause I effect just, like there's a like you do something this is a reaction you yeah. do something this is a reaction it's like there's people that are it, were in lockdown fucking 250 plus days like yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'd be like if yeah. that happened to me yeah. I ain't gonna judge anybody in that situation I've never experienced that yeah. shit and yeah, you get those people that will just be like, well, they fucking shouldn't do this. Fucking yeah. people's property. Self, this self, is yeah. You're not there. Yeah. You're not them. Yeah. And I guarantee if you were there and you were them and you'd lived all their life experiences and you had all their problems and all their thoughts, you're, yeah. you're that person yeah. and you're doing what they're doing. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that, man. It was just like, I just, yeah, it's just upsetting really. Hey, when you see it and you're just like, what, like you're literally, there's people that are suffering and yeah, they might be reacting in the wrong way way in your opinion but then like you throwing stones at them and they're just Mm. like they're already hurting and then you're like putting them down more and also what does your opinion matter yeah 
Yeah, like why that. do you, why do you like think your opinion so big? Yeah, this sea of opinions just kind of floating around. I struggle with that. I'm like, what the fuck does? Why do I even you know have a say in this shit? That's why I tried to make it to where like the only time I really spoke on it was when I had like an actual fucking senator with skin in the game. Yeah, across from me, and it's like, all right, there's a reason to talk about this. This is this guy's job. Yeah, so I'll talk to him because he's in the fucking game you know like i just don't want to be this opinion person yeah and i even think with that because i listened to that and it was good because i felt like like you weren't you were more like it was questioning like why these things happen like you were trying to learn from what he had it wasn't like you were pushing a massive opinion like you had your beliefs and then asked it like kind of went back and forth about like what do you think about this or does this work like this so i was like yeah it was super like informative more or less you weren't just pushing opinions on people about like what you feel about it that's because I just don't know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, and like, I remember you talked about the whole thing about the speed of like how we yeah. just dropped down to like five kilometers. Like we like the way Australia is moving forward was just super slow, and it's yeah. just like who determines that speed limit? Yeah. And it's just like I, but that's like how you view it, which is not like p- pushing a massive opinion. But I agree with that. It's like we just slow down way too slow. Yeah, and then a bit there's like diminishing returns. Yeah. So it's like if you go if you make the speed limit one hundred, yeah. You can get to where you want to go. Yeah. And even like an hour of driving works out to be about a hundred kilometers of distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even the distances it's kinda like fucking relative. And then it's like if you go to two hundred Ks, probably sketchy, probably dangerous, yeah. unnecessarily. But then if you go to like two kilometers an hour, well, then the function of a car is now completely gone. Yeah. So it's like you've just legislated this thing to the point where the, it has no function now. Yeah, yeah. That's like if you said that the maximum height you could fly a helicopter is six feet. Yeah. Then there would be no point driving a helicopter. Yeah, you yeah. just drive a car. Yeah. So it's like there there is this like things that have function and you can you can create rules around function that then destroy the function yeah so in my eyes like that's just what we were doing it's like okay well we're just like completely taking away all of this functionality um and then it's like mate and maybe that's what it takes like maybe there is a world where you need to just take away all functionality everyone has to stay inside no one can go outside just Mm. do your fucking thing you this is like a full necessity but it's like i didn't see that that was the case you know what i mean like in my mind and that's the thing that i could be wrong about yeah but in terms of like is this like limiting the functionality of society like i don't know that we could have argued with that part of the argument yeah but it's like i guess the thing is is it necessary that's probably the thing that you know you can make an argument about yeah i i totally agree and i think it's like the whole idea is it gets to the point where it's like you should be allowed to take a risk if you Mm. want to drive at that speed limit or you want to do that like that comes back to your idea of that risk it's like if you want to lock yourself away and be locked down forever like it's like the whole idea you wrap yourself in bubble wrap and lock yourself in a room that's on you you're going to run very little risk of hurting yourself but you're also not going to live yeah and it's just like I'd rather kind of live a bit. Yeah, what's well, the same? It's like skydiving. Yeah. Why are you allowed to skydive? Yeah. Well, fuck, if you want to die, I don't want to skydive. I'm shit scared of that. Yeah. You know, but other people do. That's fucking fine. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the other thing is just like, you, you shouldn't, like, if you've got a phobia of driving a car where you're like, nah, it's fucking too dangerous. Too many people die on the roads every year. Like, I just don't want to do it. I'm never going to walk on a sidewalk. I'm never going to get in a car. I'm never going to get in a taxi. Should the government be able to make you do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably not, man. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, pro- that's just, like, kind of goes against, like, 
freedom you know yeah and it's like there will be a price to pay for that person they're just never going to be able to get anywhere very quickly yeah so yeah. it's like that person will have to deal with the repercussions of their choice yeah but it's not shouldn't be up to the fucking government to tell like that person what they can and can't do based on like fears they have around death and it's like yeah there is death there like you actually can be whether it's like a uh unrational fear or mm. like irrational um or not that's not up to you yeah yeah you're not that person you don't get to make that fucking call so that 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 to me was like a thing that i think everyone lost sight of as well it's like yeah if you're a hardcore anti-vaxxer you're probably wrong mm. <laughs> like the science is you know, there's a lot more vaccinated people yeah. out there that. Are but also, they should fine. have they should have the choice to be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All wrong, yeah. right? That's the thing. Yeah. It's like it, yeah. that's on you. Fucking oath. Yeah. There's so many people are wrong about so many things. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's completely fine. Yeah. So, yeah, like, just know. look at how like the flu shot or whatever has been around. Like, no one cared if you got or didn't get that. But why is it, dude? I got sick as fuck a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like hardcore sick. I was in bed for four days. I was like, I got COVID for sure. Yeah. I was the, that thing. And then I'm like, fucking hell, I should have got the vax. I'm fucking, you now I can't work. I yeah, fucked yeah. this up and blah, blah, blah. And then I, uh, it took me, I think I got started to get sick on like Saturday night at my mum's. Uh, she had a birthday and we had people from fucking everywhere in Queensland come. And I was like, oh, I've got COVID now. I've just given it to fucking everyone. I'm a super spreader. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Saturday night, I started losing my voice. And that was like the first thing that I was like, I said to mum, I was like, I got to go because like I got to talk next week, you know, like I kind of yeah. can't lose my voice. Yeah. And then went home Sunday, all day in bed, Monday, all day in bed, Tuesday, all day in bed. I was like, dude, I am fucked. I was getting Maddie to just bring me shit. And then I was just getting Uber Eats, leave it at my door, walk yeah. to my door, like barely ate any, I ate like half a loaf of bread in four days yeah. and then a couple Uber Eats for anything on it or just, just straight bread uh, peanut butter and honey <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then yeah Maddie was bringing me like Gatorades and painkillers and cold and flu and stuff Yeah, fully convinced I had COVID and then when I think it was like Thursday or Wednesday I finally felt good enough to like go and get a COVID test yeah. no COVID yeah I just got the flu. It's funny. As Turns it? out that's a fucking real thing still. I was like, what? That's I got the flu. That's and the chick's, like, the chick's like, oh yeah, there's been a real bad flu going around. I was yeah. like, no COVID? Yeah. She's like, nah, we really don't see that much of yeah. it though. But no one would care about that anyway. Flu. Nah. Yeah. Dude, I was so fucking sick. I was yeah. like, oh God damn. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It is crazy. Like, yeah, you forget about these other things. Like, they're still there. Oh yeah. They've still you always been there. Still got the flu. <laughs> um, what, what good books have you read lately? I'm reading that Tony Robbins one. That's yeah. my current one. What is it? Um, I think it's like Awaking the Giant Within or something like that. Yeah. Which is like, I've always been a big fan of Tony Robbins. because He's a G. He's, he's a G. And I'm like, yeah. I was one of those things that I just kind of stumbled upon it. I was... Um, you going to read any Grant Cardone books? So no, it's actually funny. I the One of the photos there, it popped up as like a paid ad on Instagram. So I had seen him, but just not yeah. not intentionally. That's funny, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another book. I've uh, started, been reading like The Rise of Superman. That kind of oh, goes yeah, into all the yeah, flow yeah, start yeah, stuff, yeah. flow state stuff. Do not read. Um, can you, Rones, can you type in um, Becoming Superman? I just want to see they, the sequel to that book I read it this year. It's fucking dog shit. Is it? It's going to be in my annual book review, but it's terrible. Um, one I finished a little while ago, Lo the... Lost Connections. Have you read that? Um, 
What's this guy's... Can you just click on the author? Down, go down, Rones. Yeah, there. What's the... <laughs> oh, shit. Go to wiki. Wait, is this the fucking... Nah, this is the guy that wrote fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> go back. <laughs> How did we get there? The rise of becoming Superman. No, right... Is it the rise of Superman? Just type in, like, Rise of Superman flow state. Yeah, there you go. Rise of Superman. Um, Stephen Kotler. So, oh, yeah, Stealing Fire. Dog shit. Don't read it. Not good? No, not good at all. I read that a couple weeks ago. And that was, like, one of the first books where I just didn't really want to finish. The only thing that I learnt that was good from that book was that dolphins eat jellyfish to get high. (laughs) It's fucking man. Will like, Don't it, they also? It was a full book of just anecdotes. It was really? insane. True. Yeah. I um I haven't like it's not too bad. It just doesn't flow very well. Yeah. And like it's funny. Like, I it's kind of funny when you read a book and it's like not really teaching you anything. It's just kind of reinforcing ideas you already had. Which yeah. It's kind of like good in the way that you like I already believe in this, but it's like you're not really getting so much from it, I guess. But um, I read um, was it Lost Connections is really good. It talks What's about that? it's like all about anxiety, depression, and like the reasons why people like the I guess the would you say the the things that um happen in our life like obviously cutting off from people connection to like environment and stuff like that is like a big reason why um like uh connect because there's, there's talks about in it um like community and stuff and once people break off from being in a community or feeling like part of a group or something that's mm. when most of the time they feel isolated and then that's when anxiety and depression kind of like take hold but that was that was super interesting so i did enjoy that one but i need to um it's one of those things I like I'll start reading and then I just like one of those things where I'll be like real consistent for a little bit and then have a break and then then lose it for a bit I just mm-hmm. need to keep like a consistent routine going like me and me and my girlfriend were talking about like every time you want to go look at your phone it's like that's your cue to pick up a book and put down your phone I was proud of you last night though when you I mean reading a book's kind of the only thing you can do in my house but yeah. when I was like I gotta work for an hour you're like I'll just read my book I was like my man yeah well I, like you know I said for the podcast man like I was like well, yeah. I, need, I need to do some tra- I need to do some training because like I said as soon as I start reading consistently like my mind works in a better way like I find words that I wouldn't normally find and like honestly on the podcast my biggest thing when I do my personal one my biggest fear or like my biggest hate is when you've got something in the tip of your tongue or the mm. words you're looking for and you can't find it and you're just like man like and I know as soon as I like, honestly, I'll read for like a week and I'll just find these words and you'll be talking and it's almost just like, you're like, shit, I said that. That mm. all flowed together well. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. And you're not yeah. trying to find these things and stutter and stall because I think, yeah, it just doesn't look like a good thing when you've got to like, especially when you have this big pause on a podcast and you try and find that yeah. certain word. Yeah. So I feel like when I read it, it's just like, it helps me out. So yeah, did some training for the podcast last night. Fucking unreal. <laughs> Uh, well, I love your suit. Um, I love you as a person. We just did three hours. We said we'd probably just do like a little two-hour cheeky one, but um, we got through three hours, mate. I like it. I, I think, and remember I said finding words. I think it's, um, I've lost it again now. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to end. Um, the archetypes. You know, we are talking about yeah. before, like if you're an athlete, and like, what do you think makes up a good athlete? The mm, archetypes to that yeah, is what makes yes, it up. So, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. so that was the word I was looking for. I found, I found it, got it in the end there. But no, nah, yeah. Good I think it's, I think it was good. It's pretty chilled. What? The podcast. It was fucking sick. Yeah. Anything else you want to finish on? When are you going to come down? Um, I'm going to put this because you know when you said you said things and write things down, it makes yeah, you... When are you going to come visit me in Bright? Where is it? Bright. It's like near... It's in Vic. Uh, near like Mount Hotham, Falls Creek area. 
Yeah, I'm keen. What's on down there? Is there anything on? Not really. When the fuck can we even travel down there? Uh, 15th of December. Next, is that the next thing? Man. That's apparently Australia's opening up. Australia Day. <laughs> well, do a road trip. I'm trying to think. I just like the idea of doing a road trip where you like, kind of like you did like the Manjima thing where you like come down and then there's like, you create something and then you like, I like the idea of that. I would love to do that. But yeah. I'd I'm, love to get into mountain biking. I'm like fired up. I've just had all the mountain bikers this week. It's yeah. been... Had Glenn in here yesterday, Gwyn, you. Yeah. Just, just go, all at once, yeah. Just want to go slap some berms. Well, I like, we could make something cool because right, like literally from my house, you ride out my shed and you just go like motor trails all up the back. i got a mate, um, Riley McGilvray, he's a really good um, enduro racer. Yeah. And he's literally got like a fully prepped track 24-7 that's five. I literally leave my back of my shed, ride down the rail trail for like 200 meters, go over this hill and you're into this like perfectly prepped motor track. Mm. And I was like, you just do something. He's, I think... Um, I forgot who uh, the guy that would actually like design like a top motocross guy actually came there and like helped design it and build it. I Sick. Can't, I'm trying to think of his, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, maybe Daniel Reardon is it? Yeah, is he injured? Anyway, he came and um, he came and did. But yeah, it's just like yeah, it's like a bit of a playground there. Yeah, go paragliding or something. When I get home, I'm gonna go try and get my paragliding license. I don't think I'll do the paragliding. You wouldn't do it? Nah. Why not? Why? You don't do heights, do you? Is why? Nah. It's it's chilled. It's so chilled. I like helicopters. All right, we'll find a helicopter then. But yeah, even they're fucking sketchy. No, I parag- just, I just, yeah, paragliding's nah. so chilled, man. You're just literally just floating around. I like my goal when I get home is um. You do the weirdest shit. I love it. I always think as like what, like what? How can I make this? You know the whole thing. How do I make this better? Or what's mm. like? I was talking to my dad about this, and I was like, as soon as I like see something that's like out there, like that's what I'm drawn towards. It's just complete random shit to do. It's just like, and it's like to make people like question. Like, like kind of like why are you doing that like, mm. why like why is this the thing um so i just always am like drawn towards that it's like when um when i had that break in europe like i went to chernobyl because i was like that's freaking out there and I, what do you not know that no nah. I, I had like uh, a couple of weeks after amsterdam i was like went to dubrovnik for a little bit and hung out the beach and again just got itchy feet and i was like because i had to be out of the eu for um 10 days because you get like your yeah, visa yeah. anyway i was in dubrovnik and i kind of was like i'm kind of over the beach like been here for a few days went for a swim i was like no nah, i want to do something else i looked at all the places that were out of the eu that i could go to and i was like oh ukraine's out of that i was like what's in ukraine i was like oh chernobyl's there and i've been wanting to do that for ages so just flew to kiev by myself um freaking cool city really cool yeah Be- i've heard Be- that it's like super beautiful women like really su- yeah like really cool place but i was just there solo and i was like oh, i gotta fill some time so anyway got there um, ended up yeah, going to Chernobyl. It was, dude, it was like super cool experience. Real eerie though. And you oh, could, I bet. You could like feel, this was the bit that like fucked with me a little bit. It was like, you imagine you've got like little ants or like just real, you know when you're on a trampoline, you get that little staticky feeling. Yeah. But like real light, you could feel it. Like I could feel it on my face. Ooh. And I was like, that's like, that's radiation. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I don't want to be in here for long. Hey, like that tripped me out. Like just that little kind of feeling of like something's here. Yeah. And um, it was cool though because I started watching. Have you watched the mini series on? Um, where is it on? Uh, it's like a small mini series that um, HBO did, and it's awesome. Like highly recommend really? anyone that hasn't seen it to watch on it. On Chernobyl. On Chernobyl, yeah. And I watched that first episode, and like got a bit of it. And then I went to Chernobyl, and then I watched the rest of it. And it was so cool because we went to all the places in the show and you kind of like linked together and the relationship between like being there and then watching it was so much cooler yeah and like went to like the ferris wheel and all that kind of stuff but it was like one of those things i was just like why not like why not go there like that was a bucket list thing 
the next day i like went to a shooting range like shot ak's and like sniper rifles and stuff i was like that's, that's cool like what like what you're the most random Ex- yeah it. but it's like i see that it's like be yourself go yeah, out yeah. and don't you don't have to bring someone along to do what you want to do like, oh, i was yeah. completely by myself and i learned that from that trip that very first trip i did up here and met you that was when I opened my eyes up to you want to do something, go do it. You yeah. don't need to bring someone else along with you. You just have to go do it. And you'll find people there. Like I met a heap of guys. Strike up a conversation. Yeah. I met a heap of people that were like um, at Chernobyl and started chatting with them, got along with them, went to the shooting range with another dude. It's just you meet these random people in just random places of the world. And it's pretty cool. Like I kind of stop sometimes and just think cause like I'm just shooting guns in the middle of Ukraine around no one I knew just by myself. And I was like, that's cool. It's like, <laughs> that's something random. That's something we can talk about on the podcast. But yeah, I just, yeah, I, want, I never want to get to a point where I'm just like, I don't know, just like not chasing after someone. I read a quote the other day and it said, life's either a daring adventure or nothing. Mm. And I was just like, I, I like, re- I read it and I was just like, that kind of sums up my life. It's just like, it's just all this big adventure. Like, mm. and I never want to look back and be like, I didn't do what I should have done. Mm. Like I look back at my life now, I'm so happy that I'm like, I just keep doing all this random yeah. like kooky shit and like spreading good things and being happy and it all just heaps of flow really well. So if there's, if you ever utter two words to yourself or anybody else, these two words, you're in big trouble. What's that? I'm bored. Yeah. If you can say that at any point in your life, yeah, yeah, you got some fucking shit to figure out because there is a lot to do. Yeah. There is a lot to fucking, there's a lot to see, there's a lot to be, there's a lot to do, there's a lot to read, like there's, there's yeah. a lot of people that you can interact with, like there's a fucking lot going on so like and i think you do epitomize that like you you've i would not ever know you to be bored yeah and i think that like if you can become unborable in your life like find the most fucking and i mean meditation is really good for that too you know like sitting down with your legs crossed is boring to most people but it's like if you can find a way to like be intrigued by just like your breath and how your breath gets delivered yeah, you know yeah. like you should never be bored in life and i think that's one of the things that you do so well like you never you will <laughs> never be bored ever yeah there's always something i do find it crazy when i will meet someone and start like describing what i've been doing or how i got somewhere and they're just kind of like what is your life and it just become it's just become my normal thing now but it's just like it is pretty wacky and strange and I kind of like, I love it that mm. it's, like, it's like that. I like, I hope for me doing this, it will motivate other people to like step outside their comfort zone. I reckon it does. Go and like, just try something new and do it by yourself because I guarantee you doing something that you are really passionate about, you will find other people equally as passionate and then together you'll, you make a new relationship and you something like you, you create something new where if you just stay in the same path that you're going like you know what you're going to do like you your whole day is kind of planned out for you in your own mind about like i'll get up i'll go to work mm-hmm. i'll do this i'll do that even sometimes when you go on a holiday or like camping or whatever with the same people it's just like you can kind of play out exactly what's going to happen and i hate knowing what's going to happen i love going to that unknown of like i don't know what's going to happen if i go to chernobyl i don't know what's going to happen if i like can't fly up here and get, like i just don't know it's like that that excites me is the unknown of what's mm. going to happen and the people you meet and the experiences i think that's like that's what excites me and why I keep doing it. And I hope I can create a life doing the racing or whatever I do after that, that keeps that happening. I just, mm. I just don't want to get stuck in a rut ever. And I feel like I keep creating this life where it doesn't happen. So I just want to keep that rolling and yeah, if I can share that with people and they get stoked on it even better. So no doubts. Um, 